He's a wizard, for God's sake. Gregory Nufka. Russia's greatest sex machine. Being the mad monk of Russia. His sex capades and shit. The icky masticky. Hey, Sar, give me your dick. I had to give him my anus for any of his powers to work. Probably semen induced. It's a white glowy spell. Well, welcome back to a uh, People Time podcast. Whoa. Yeah, we're here. Mm-hmm. Here we are. We're dabbling and shit. Yep. Well, we got our dabblers listening. Uh, we're, we're getting a lot more people uh, leaving reviews and comments, so it's great. Thank Pretty you kick-ass. so much for the feedback and mm-hmm. letting us know what you think. Uh, feel free to leave more. We enjoy it. Any and all feedback is cool. Yeah. We want this to be like an interactive thing. In fact, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, today's episode is a request, eh? It is. Uh, today's actually a request from Ryan, who's actually over at uh, Knackers in the Knackers? Breeze. I yeah. didn't know that. Knackers in the Breeze podcast. That's, fun. That's funny. Yeah. Hey, go Ryan. So he requested that we do Rasputin. So yeah, we're we're really just looking for reviews for, or for requests from anybody. Yeah. We are not creative enough to figure out what we should be doing here, and we need random people to direct us. Help. H- help. help us. Help me. <laughs> oh, God, help me. And you can find us on all the platforms. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have anything else going on <laughs> in my life. Are you okay? I just, I need this to work. <laughs> But you can go on into Facebook, leave us comments there, message us. You can send us an email mm-hmm. at peopletimepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but That's yeah, where we're at. let us know. We got an email the other day at peopletimepodcast.com uh, or at gmail. Yes. And uh, it was, I'm assuming, uh, a, a human person. I, I, would, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. It may not have been. It was mostly nonsense, but there were some expletives in there. And some requests to uh, exchange oral pleasure, but then at the end it was like a lot more expletives, and you guys are terrible. And I mean, I was gonna read the whole thing, but it's really it's hard to digest. Graphic, very graphic. Yeah. There was one section. It's about a novel length email, and there was one section uh, that depicted like a village of gnomes, and their whole society was based off of rape. And I thought, <laughs> I enjoy the listenership. Yeah. You are a disturbed person. Uh, please come come on the show. Yeah. So we'll find out if that happens. That'll be great. Yeah. It was it was something else, man. <laughs> Send me something else like that. Yeah. Send me a Include novel. Include pictures length. if you can. That'd be great. I love pictures <laughs> of anything. Yeah, gnomes. Pictures of just gnomes. That's fine. I'll, I'll. Hey, if you have gnomes in your yard, I'll look at them. Put them in fun positions and send them to us. Oh, that'd be a fun thing to do. We'll change our. Uh, Whoever comes up with the best picture, <laughs> we will display it it'll, all over Facebook. It'll be our banner. Yeah. And then we'll do a Smurfs episode. Perfect. Sm- uh, Papa Smurf. The smurfingest Smurf of them all. Smurfing. He smurfed them against their will until he was the Papa. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's your Papa? Yep. <laughs> yeah. You have a fun fact for the day. I do. Actually, what's your name, though? Oh, shit. Well, you always forget that. Well, I, I know my it, name. Just give me a second. I'll tell you. Oh. You have to look up your name. No. I'm not looking it up. I'm... You have to Facebook yourself. Uh, I'm going to Google myself. Wait, what's yours? Jazzy Brazown. That sounds fancy. What? What's it from? The, the world. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm Otherberry. 
Otherberry. Otherberry, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's nice. That has a nice ring to it. Yeah. Here we are, Jazzy Brazil and Otherberry, presenting to you the times of the people and uh, some dabbling, too. Yeah, some dabbling. Mm-hmm. What's your fun fact? Oh, I was a people time Jazzy. update. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a uh, people time update. Yeah. Which is something I want to start looking into uh, about Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. So we talked briefly in the Bruce Lee episode about what Hong Kong is because <clears throat> he's from Hong Kong. Sure. And Hong Kong is actually a semi-autonomous state from China. Which is weird to me. I didn't know that. So in the 1800s, it was um, surprisingly a British colony. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt. Strangely. And they had a 100-year lease on it. This is true. So in 1997, yeah, the British gave Hong Kong back to China. What? Wait, oh, that's weird. What? Yeah, that's that's real. So they went and took over, and they were like, now we'll, uh, you know, we're gonna have it for a while, and then, you know, I guess you can have it back. We, you can have your land and stuff back. You can have your shit back and okay. your people. Yeah. Huh. And um, by then, the British had kind of not been completely in control of it by '97, so Hong Kong had its own government going on. Sure. So when they became China again, they were like, "We're we're not China though. We're Hong Kong. We're different. Yeah. We're our own thing." So they're semi-democratic, semi-Chinese. They're sort of in this weird gray area. They don't even like to call themselves Chinese. They call themselves Hong Kongers. Really? Yeah, they have a very staunchly independent, like, we're different. From the rest of China. Yeah, which I find fucking badass. Hmm. China is a bunch of communist assholes who are committing secret genocide against Muslims. Look it up. Yeah. Bad news. So the Hong Kongers don't like to interact with Chinese. Well, if you wanted to fuck China and be a cool person, you would go to Hong Kong and be like, I'm an expat Hong Konger now. But there's a law that is being discussed. Uh, it's an extradition bill where China could extradite these people back to China. And because they're political prisoners, they would just die. Kill them. Yeah. Now, China's obviously framing it as, we just don't want Hong Kong to become a fugitive state. Sure. Which, there's not an extradition right. law now, and it's not a fugitive state, so go fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, anyway, these protesters have identified with Bruce Lee because he is from Hong Kong. And uh, he's sort of a hero over there. And he had this whole philosophy about being water. Right. And a few years ago, Hong Kong had some protests in which they just did what protesters do. Signs, yelling, sit-ins. Yeah. And the police just beat them up until they left. Well, now they're using a Bruce Lee-styled protest where they're being water. Mm. Yeah. So what does that mean exactly? What are they doing by – how are they being water? So – did you see uh, in X-Men when they inject that senator and turn him into a mutant? He <laughs> yeah. just turns into water? Yeah, it's the worst mutant power ever. Yeah. So the protests aren't going well. Oh. No, actually, so they're acting like water. So they're huge groups of people. There are th- thousands of these protesters. Yeah. You can look up. And they try and move like water so that the police can't anticipate them. So two groups will break off. They'll go down different streets and circle buildings and move around. And they move in waves. They change sizes. And they just hit up different, like, businesses as they do their sit-ins and move quickly. Everywhere, yeah. Just okay. move like water, man. And they have Bruce Lee shirts, and they have signs with his face, and their motto is Be Water. Um, so it's a Bruce Lee-inspired protest against authoritarianism. Sweet. People Time supports it. Yeah. Fuck the man. Yeah. D. Boone lives. Who's that? Well, he's from a band. I, is it? It's uh, just... It's a motto I say when I get psyched up. Oh, nice. Yeah, Deep Boone lives. Nice. Um, 
But then a little bit of context. Uh, Jackie Chan's from Hong Kong, and they fucking hate Jackie Chan. What? He's pro-China. I His official stance is that Hong Kongers should... Um, I think he, what I read is he said they should return to rationality. Wow. Pretty that's much just told him to kind of a bummer. go home. Because I love Jackie Chan. Eh, fuck him. Bummer. He's not Bruce Lee. Hey, Jackie Chan, I know you listen. I know you do. I got your email with the gnomes thing, you fucking sicko. <laughs> that's what go fuck off, <laughs> Jackie. Hey, hey, hey. Fuck Beijing. Let's just try to convince him that he, he's just got that the wrong, mon- wrong mentality. I love him. So what he needs to do is call... Um, Who's the guy from uh, Rush Hour with him? Chris Tucker. Oh, yeah. Is it Chris Tucker? Yeah. Uh, call Chris. I bet Chris has a more informed opinion about Hong Kong. He seems like an informed in- individual. Sure. Don't know. But. He's funny. I like Chris Tucker. Yeah, he is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, in my mind, Chris Tucker is going to sit down and he's going to go, listen, Jackie, here's the thing about imperialism and communist, uh, you know, objectives. Like, and Jackie's like, whoa! And he just hits him and, like. Kind of hurts his hand a little bit when he does, and he does that little face like, ooh, wow. Well, he's getting old now. Yeah. Jackie is getting pretty old. I didn't know Jackie Chan was a – he was actually a professional singer. Really? He's singing he's singing movies too. Like uh, I guess when Disney movies were getting translated to hmm. um, other languages, he would like do the translations of the songs. Like he, It was his voice in some of them. Why can't they just keep the songs? Because they're in English, I guess. Hmm. And if you're listening to it – It has in, to be in Cantonese. Yeah. All right. I mean, if you're watching the whole movie and it's all in Cantonese except for the songs that are in English still, it's like, huh. Hmm. This was weird. What a, <laughs> what a weird turn in this I wonder movie. what they were saying in that song that seems to be encapsulating what's going on in the story. <laughs> I always think about that like, you know, not to toot the American horn or anything, but we only ingest our culture <laughs> and other cultures ingest our culture. So there are countries where they don't, they don't super speak English, but they know all the words to like let it be. Yeah, and you have little kids who don't speak English except. Yeah. Let it be. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So, we have really great momentum right now. Yeah. I feel really good. <laughs> Should we jump into the episode and get everyone rocking? Yeah, let's get rocking. Go. I thought it was good. Fucking go, Bruce Lee, guys. I didn't know any of that stuff about China having like that they were kind of separate from. Yeah. Hong Kong. So. China's bad news. China's bad news, man. There's a whole. I really don't know much about Asia. There's a whole. I don't either, actually. It's not. It's not great. That's could, something we could people time that shit. That's what we've talked about. Yeah, we're gonna have to start diving into people um, in history in Asia because the more we do other people, mm-hmm. the more I learn about just in general other countries and mm-hmm. time frames um, with those countries. But with Asia, yeah, I I don't remember anything really in school, and they don't really talk about it in school that I recall. It's very little. Um, I feel like the most I know about China is uh, Mulan and The Last Samurai, which somehow The Last Samurai was a white guy. <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise. Didn't care for that. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? The Last Samurai is a white guy? That doesn't seem accurate. Yeah. yeah, we should do some of that Asian shit. St- stay tuned. People time's going Asia. We're going east. Yeah. So welcome back. We have Tom Cruise for our Asian people time. Hey, Tom. So why are you such a racist? <laughs> And let's be honest, come on, Scientology, come on. Come on, what's the deal? When they showed you that Xeno shit, I mean, were you like, yeah? Or were you like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why aren't you answering, Tom? Tom seems a little shy, so we'll let him go. As we move on over to... Hey, I know you're a really busy guy. Thanks for coming in. Um, yeah. We didn't give you a mic, so maybe that's why. <laughs> Don't give me the finger. Fuck you. 
Yeah, fucking. Fuck you, 007 wannabe. Hey, I love Mission Impossible. Eh. Ah. Eh. Anyways, let's get jumped into uh, Rasputin. Who? Rasputin. Ra, ra, Rasputin. Ra, uh, ra, Rasputin. Yeah, you got Russia's the... Russia's greatest love machine. <laughs> it didn't rhyme if you don't say it wrong. Yeah. Rasputin. Yeah. Yep. I've well... Had a, I've had a few beers. That's okay. Well, so, like many people that we do, Rasputin, which he's best known by, is not his real name. God, I don't know anything about Rasputin other than... Yeah. Nothing. Well, it turns out that uh, pretty much historians still today argue constantly about Rasputin. That's fun. So we're going to be talking about that, too. But anyways. Yeah. I'm sorry. You said it. that's not his name because that's uh, welcome to people time. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Welcome mm-hmm. to, the sh- to the show. Oh, fucking program. Fucking oh. program. Yeah, hey, welcome to the Tom, program. Tom, you didn't know. Shut up. Tom's still here. Yeah. He's going through your stuff. Well, you can't get a ride. We, yeah. Yeah, I'm Tom's ride. <laughs> hey, Tom, you can't cruise out of here. Whoa. Huh? You like that? Well, Don't give it. me the finger! <laughs> I'll cut it off! But yeah, so Rasputin's not his real name. His real name, ah. um, so Grigory is his first name, which is his real name. Gregory? Grigory. Oh. Grig, Grigory. That's not. Um, Grigory uh, Novka. 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 Yeah. Not Grigory Russian. Novka. And uh, he's also known later on in, you know, history as being the Mad Monk of Russia. He gets the nickname. But uh, he was born in January 22nd of 1869. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. That sounds about right. 1869. And he's uh, born in a town that's relatively small. It's called, oh, my God, Pokrovoska Fioi. Sure. Yeah, I'm not saying that right. I believe you. I listened to the damn pronunciation. (laughs) Ten times over, and I'm pretty sure I still didn't get close. <laughs> I think we're going to struggle worse than with Socrates. Because yeah. Socrates, Russia's... like, ancient Greek, we could definitely be saying wrong, and nobody can prove it because nobody was there. But Russia? Everybody knows. And it's fucking hard. Yeah, it is hard. There's a precise way to do it, but I don't fucking know. So, yeah, luckily, a lot of the names I got down, but there's a lot that I didn't say. So I'm trying my hardest. Yeah, we'll get it. But anyways, this, this town is in uh, Siberia, Russia. It's... It's not very big. It's a big farm, like, area, I guess, as far as, like, Russia's huge, right? And there's right. a ton of people, but it's so spread out because of it being such a big amount Just of a lot land. of space. So it's not, I guess I should say, a big farming area, but for the people that live there, yeah, they're all farmers. And where is it? It's in Siberia, Russia. So that's, like, far east, Russia? Yes. Wow, yeah. That's, like, where they send prisoners and shit, right? To the gulags? Well, I'm not sure exactly. Well, that, I but believe that it. sounds Ask Dostoevsky. Accurate? That's one name I can pronounce. Oh. Dostoevsky. Look how cool you are. Uh. I can't do it. But anyways, so, yeah, I guess a little bit of a precursor just as we get in is that there's a lot of arguing about Rasputin's life and what's true and what's not. And it covers uh, the entire spectrum of Sweet. the extreme. So... I'm going to try to go over the different aspects of what historians think, Mm -hmm. but we also do have some proof of certain things, and then there's a lot of speculation that's built on that, and that's where the arguing comes from. Hey, man, you you just did a Socrates episode like I did. Yeah, Yeah. dude, it's a a little bit of a rough research. It's a fucking headache, doesn't it? Yeah, especially (laughs) because you go down one line for a long time, and it's all based off of the idea of this thing happening, and you have to go down through all that. And then they're like, yeah, but there's also people who don't believe that very first thing didn't happen, so if not, then... 
forget all the other stuff and go this way instead. Jesus. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tidy it up for so you. So this nice. is like a choose your own adventure. Almost for, for Rasputin. Yeah, it's still argued today. Russia's greatest sex machine. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's not really known uh, a lot of known information about his parents or his childhood. Um, it's huh. a lot of historians call it like the black hole of Rasputin's life because. It, there, it just wasn't documented. He was a nobody. He was a peasant. Um, who and he was, didn't fucking tell anybody about it? Well, I mean, it, and not a lot really happened. There's stuff that comes up later that they talk about his childhood, and that's debated of whether it's true or not, Jesus. especially because a lot of it is based around mysticism and magical powers. That's oh. going to come up a lot. So when people asked me, he said, my mother is vodka, my father, magic. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. So yeah, no nobody really knows much about their parents. They got their names down. Um, like his father was Ephraim, and he was a peasant farmer. He was a church elder. So maybe that's where some of the religious aspect kind of comes from. All right. And then his mother was Anna uh, Prashukova. Mm. And uh, they had nine kids, and uh, seven of, seven of them died before. <laughs> Dude, it's Russia in like the oh, mid 1800s. So Everybody's cold. dying. It's so cold. Yeah. And you know what? I bet their soil sucks. The only thing you can grow up there is radishes. I don't even know if you can. I don't know. Or potatoes. It's barely. potatoes. <laughs> but that's with a potato cellar, man. I don't know what you're growing outside. Yeah. Icicles. They have ice farms. I don't even know. Dipshits. Leave so. Russia. <laughs> you know that Kinnison joke about, like, the problems with Africa and there's no food? He's like, move. Yeah. 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 And that's a pretty uninformed thing to say, Kinnison. But leave Russia. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, yeah, it's it's not great during this time frame in Russia. I mean, it's not really great. It's not great now. And a lot of yeah. Anyways, it's like Napoleon Dynamite up there. It's still the eighties. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So uh, yeah, they had nine children. Seven of them died pretty much either at birth or very early. It's just him and um, his sister. Damn. And even that, there's debate of whether it's actually his sister or not. But. There's not really a whole lot of information on her. They were close, I guess, and that's about it. Like, as children, they were close. So. All right. But uh, there are a lot of tales that surround his childhood that came out later because everyone thought he was this kind of sorcerer, magic, and religious figure. And the, so this religion you're talking about is like uh, Christianity? Orthodox, yeah. Okay. Russian Orthodox Christianity. Um, so Sounds like the stern, cold one. Well, you'll find out. This gets really fun and interesting. Sweet. Uh, so there's stuff that like people said that when he was a child, he was like already a natural, powerful healer, and he would go up to animals, and just by touching them, he could heal them because if they were sick and the horse was going to die, he'd go over and touch them, and the horse would magically get up, and none of this is really documented at the time. It's all stuff that was said afterwards. It didn't happen. Yeah, probably not. Matter of fact, hey, maybe. there's also people that said that he was also actually just an asshole child. <laughs> like he was a troublemaker, but also all that stuff came out later, and it might have been during the time frame of people trying to discredit him, so it might have been lies. So there really isn't a lot of information about his childhood. So I would bet that horse stuff is something that, that that's his story. Probably. Yeah. Or his followers, yeah. All right. So there's there's that, his childhood. So we're pretty much going to go straight into his teenage. I have that same, I have that same ability. To, to heal horses? Penises. You can heal penises. Touch them, they get... Come alive. <laughs> Come alive. This one looks a little sick. Here we go. Just Here go. Oh, go. there he is. Look, he's rising up. Uh... <laughs> but so... That's what my followers say anyway. They say, ah. Uh... They say that I have that ability. Oh. I thought they'd do the singing while they, you touch it and it goes. <laughs> yeah, they all do. <laughs> uh... In an alleyway. I don't have the same effect on clitorises. 
Uh, the actually opposite. Yeah, I touch them, they it's like a desert. <laughs> the wife, not happy. Well, when Rasputin is uh, about the age of eighteen, he decides he's going to go join the monastery in a. It's called a Verkhatorya. Yeah, sure. Good luck with that. It I, is. I could spell it out, but I'm not going to. Which is about 500 kilometers away from where his hometown is. And for our American listeners, that's mm. 300 miles away. So he actually travels pretty far by foot. What the? He walked 300 miles? Yeah. They don't have fucking trains or. I think he walked. Heal one of those horses and jump on. Yeah. And he, he's going to where? To school? It's like a monastery. Oh. It's it, He's going to go practice and teach and learn religion. Russia mostly learn. Sucks. Leave yeah. Russia. <laughs> Come to America, man. Yeah. So he wants to go it's train cool over here. Yeah, his his daughter does come over later. I love. I, I'm having a good time. But Rasputin, yeah. So he wanted to go train to be a monk. Essentially, is what he's going to go do. Um, this gets into a whole bunch of more debates with historians. While he's there, uh, he only stays there for a year, by the way, and he doesn't become a monk. But while he's there, some historians are like, yeah, he went to go do the normal thing and learned about religion so he could go teach it himself but mm. there's also the idea that he might have gotten involved with a cult a religious cult called Clisti, mm. which is kind of a fun thing because they are fi- uh flagellants you know what flagellant is uh flagellant was that where they hit themselves or hit yeah them? okay so they whip themselves in the back when they oh, sin i saw that on uh a dan brown movie that fucking tom tom hanks movie Da Vinci Code. Oh, did they do that? Yeah, like they, the, uh, the main bad guy in Da Vinci Code is like that albino monk who, who yeah. albino monk who, yeah. Well, and the uh, serial killer Fisher did the same thing. Fisher? Yeah, he was like early 1900s, and he was the one who was like one of the first guys who was going around killing children, like in like Ugh. a serial killer kind of way. Great. Oh, Albert Fish. Yeah, that's it, Fish. Albert Fish. Oh yeah. So Albert Fish was doing some like peanut similar. butter. <laughs> yeah. He did a lot of crazy shit. Anyways, so not only were they doing the whipping thing, so Clist beating himself. Well, there's it goes even further. Clisties believe that essentially the way to get to salvation, mm. the best way is that you have to sin and repent. So it's actually better to sin a lot <laughs> and repent to be able to be like a full on like I'm gonna make it to salvation. So they're like. It is their excuse, essentially, to be like I'm gonna do whatever <laughs> the fuck I want. They have like a chart like this sin equals this many beatings. I don't know. Like I don't how, know how they decide. Like, oh, man, I'm going to go get laid so much this weekend and spend all week just beating myself. I guess. That's great. But Clisties also do – I mean, they do all sorts of crazy rituals. They they get into big circles, and they, like, run around, and, and then they have orgies, and they would get drunk on they getting – orgies? Oh, yeah. These guys are for legit. Dude, when I – yeah, when I say they sin, they, they would convince people, like, this is the best way to get salvation. Sin with me and in big groups, and that way we're getting the best sinning done. So he knocks – And then on, we repent. And he then knocks on the door of this monastery, and a guy opens with no pants on. <laughs> and he goes, what do you guys do here? And he's like – Come inside. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's come inside and sin on me. And Clisties were like they were underground, and they were supposedly infiltrating some of the like Orthodox churches. And so some who of wouldn't, people, dude? Right. Yeah. But it was supposed to be hush hush, kept quiet. And this is what's debated: is whether or not this actually happened, if he was even involved or not, um, or if this was later slander against him. But essentially, it, it seems to me to point heavily that at some point he might have gotten involved. His own daughter said. 
no, there was never any evidence this happened. He looked into it once and said it was basically blasphemy and terrible mm. and rejected it. But the modern thought is that he was one of these motherfuckers. Depends on which historian you do. There's historians that definitely say yes, yeah. and there's some that are like, there's no real there's evidence. everything in Russia, man. Everything's disputed. Yeah. It sounds like Rasputin was lacking from the teachings of the great prophet Norman Greenbaum. Norman Greenbaum? Mm-hmm. Who's that? I'm not a sinner. I never sin. I got a friend named Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. That's nice. You don't think that that's involved at all? Probably. Sweet. Heavily, I bet. I'm really happy that I'm here <laughs> to tie it all together. <laughs> so he goes there for a year, supposedly gets involved with the Clisties, and they get drunk on dizziness as well. I forgot to mention that. This is, Dizzy? Yeah. So they had this weird thing where they'd like purposely spin around in circles really fast for hours and get like i did that when i was like a six-year-old <laughs> that's so funny you said that because i literally have it written down of being like it's this what they were doing sounds like a bunch of dumbass children <laughs> who are mixed with tv evangelists who are like i can feel the spirit so oh, god's God. in me and so that's what they were doing is they're spinning around but it's like several grown men yes it's, <laughs> it's a ton of people it, uh, like underground too. yeah and they're spinning around and they of course you get dizzy and then your body feels funny and you think you're finding some sort of spiritual connection with what how you feel you, you definitely are dumbass. yeah it's stupid <laughs> um but the doctrine's also uh Another way to kind of describe it is they're the holy passionlessness, and the best way to reach such a state was through the sexual exhaustion that came from prolonged debauchery. Debauchery. Wow. Yeah. So, essentially, like, getting off five times in a night, that's the closest you can get to God. Yeah. Well, if you can get six times, that's even closer. Oh, yeah. Have you ever thought about seven? These guys still around, or they got an email? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if the Clisties they're not they're not really looked uh fondly upon. Probably not. Debauchery and such. Yep. So the it's heavily laced. The the Clisties are heavily laced with sex, orgies, and drinking and partying. It sounds like it's just like college. It, uh, yeah. Just some back and out nineteen sixties shit. But they're using the excuse of they're trying to find salvation through Christ and God by doing these acts. So it's fun. People just keep doing that. If you ask Nietzsche, it just keeps happening. Like in the sixties they thought Tune in, tune whatever, let's uh, evolve. But really, they were just fucking each other. And yeah. They didn't learn anything. You all became yuppies anyway, you fucking hypocrites. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. No, you're good. Yuppies. Yeah. The worst. The worst. Well, and one thing I kind of like. Deep food lives. <clears throat> Is that Tom? You better shut up, Tom. <laughs> Sit down. Eat the granola I brought for you. Eat it. Eat it! Granola. Yeah, he needs... He, he has to have treats. He mm. can't eat sugar. He gets all crazy. Sit down. Well, Clisty actually has kind of a fun... The real word is actually Clist, but they were called Clisties because kind of like how Nazis were a Ooh. slang term, right, to be used against them. Clisty, by just adding that Y, it was actually taking a, another word that sounded similar, which was the word for whip in Russia, so they're calling because Clist is like it's known or it's a translation is Christ believers. Oh, okay. That's what they were going by. Clist. We're Clists. We're, so we're we're Christ believers. And somebody added the Y because uh, there's the the word for whip is sounds like Clisty. It sounds, sounds close to Clisty. So the words aren't related, but it sounds yeah. It's okay. In in the Russian language, and so they were basically calling like Christies, like your whippies, you you your Christ yeah, it's whippies. Kind of, it's kind of fun. I don't know. I liked it. Your Christies, your whippies. Yeah. But 
the Christ, I don't think you never talk about whips and shit. You guys are just nuts. <laughs> yeah. Just relax. <laughs> Put the whips away. I mean, unless that's something you're into. No. Yeah. Some people like to get whipped. I, I pain is not pleasure in my opinion. So never cared for it. Well, maybe some pinching and stuff. Yeah, maybe light, but light. Yeah. Yeah. Some spanking. Yeah. Don't whip me. I don't want to bleed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like with, <laughs> could you imagine like in your twenties when you you know had less standards <laughs> and a chick pulled out a whip and like fuck <laughs> here, here we go uh, uh, we i don't want to do this but i don't know i feel like i need to call my mom uh, luckily most yeah, yeah that, i didn't run into that no never happened to me utah so i'm pretty sure it's pretty vanilla ish uh, i think we're probably the most vanilla it's nice other than idaho I don't get whipped <laughs> stupid idaho there's no whips in idaho except <laughs> for horses horses yeah and that's where they stay there's a couple of people over here with fun whips but yeah. i don't know them yeah, I'm sure they're around. Bummer. But Rasputin, yeah, he doesn't become a monk. He stops his training only after a year. He left the monastery, and he returns home, where people supposedly claim that he had changed quite a bit. He had a, a little bit of a darkness shrouding around him. Well, he's been whipped as shit. Maybe. A devilishness. Bunch um, of dicks in his mouth. So uh, this also might be some stuff that was said after the fact to slander him, but... He came back, and there seemed to be a, a different kind of presence about him. Hmm. A year later, when he's 19 years old, um, 1888 to give you context, he meets uh, and marries a peasant girl named oh. Praskovia Fyodorovna. Vanya. Yeah. Um, and her last name, because uh, that's her middle name. If you realize, if her last name's Dubrovonya. Dubrovonya. Yeah. Is there any indication why he left the monastery? He was just, fuck it. So historians argue about that, too. One is that... Uh, he actually thought that the people who were running it were evil and having gay sex and stuff, and he was against it. Other people say it's just because he went there, found about the Clisties, joined it, and then after a little while was like, this is awesome. Um, I don't need to really actually become a monk or anything. I'm mm. just going to go preach this stuff, and took off. Because okay. you don't have to be a monk to go preach Clisties. They're looked down upon. It's an underground cult. I'm personally going to buy that narrative. Yeah, I do too. I continue to kind of go. I think that there's truth on both sides to some point, and you're probably going to find it more in the middle. Yeah. Because some people are on the extremes, and they're like, that never happened. And then other ones are like, that totally, that's exactly what happened. They don't so... know. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, here's a guy we're still talking about. So you have to assume that whatever he was doing was unique. Yeah. To get, to infiltrate whatever it is that, that he did, we're going to find out. Yeah. Briefly. Pretty much. So yeah, so he marries, um, and they end up having like seven children, and again, wow. most of them die at birth or young age. Only three of them actually make Whoa. it. Oh, it's more than his parents got, I guess. They His parents did nine and only got two, and he did seven and got three, I guess, so. Wow, he was teaching them how to flog themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, although his, his daughter is pretty, pretty staunch on saying that he wasn't... A sorcerer who was trying to do all these crazy He's things. Like straight laced. Yeah. Monk. But she also isn't really much in his life that much because he will soon after leave. Like after having three kids that survived, um, he decides he's going to go be a starrets. Mm. Starrets is just a wandering holy man. They're they're vagabonds that just wander around and preach. And so you left your family to be a homeless man. Pretty much. Um, he Dip gets shit. money. By trying to do, you know, he, he's claiming that he's healing people, and people give him money because he's doing, you know, holy work as kind of like, 
you know, mm-hmm. here's the money to the church or here's the money for your your teachings. Thank uh, you. Okay. And that's how he kind of survives. But he wanders everywhere. Why does he leave his family? Uh, nobody, nobody knows. He just he said he was doing God's callings and he was a healer and he needed to go help the people. So his poor wife has three kids in the middle of butt fuck Russia. Deal with it. Yeah. I'm he just, go heal horses. He just takes off. And like for years, like pretty much like 15 years, he, he goes as far as people think that he went to uh, even um, Athos, Greece. Like he travels all over the place. Wow. He's going from monastery to monastery. He's learning more. He's teaching more. He's doing his healing. And he starts to kind of build a little bit of a following, actually. People think that he's he's very charismatic, even though he's an extremely dirty, smelly guy because he's wandering around. Like, he doesn't <laughs> bathe. Right. As a matter of fact, there's, like, multiple times where people mention him being like, it, sometimes his smell was so... Pungent? Pungent. That, he, <laughs> that it was kind of hard to, you know, like, wow. And, like, he had his beard growing out because he's just wandering. And people said that you could tell what he last ate. Uh, yeah, but he last ate because of the food that was still in geez, his beard. Jesus, Rasputin. Yeah. Terrible. So he's going from... Ortho- you're, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't care for the guy up to this point. Oh, yeah. I don't like you. Maybe you'll change your mind. Who knows? I will not. Take a bath. We'll take care of your kids. But surprisingly, even though he's this way, people think he's charming. Like, he's actually got really good charismatic... You know, yeah. approach to how he talks to people. He sounds intelligent, even though he got no real education. Some people can um, do that. Matter of fact, he probably didn't even learn to read or write until until he first went to his first uh, monastery, where mm. he probably learned a little bit. But people think that he also looks mysterious. Um, There's something everyone said something about his eyes. He had such mysterious eyes. It's like I've seen pictures of him. He has piercing eyes. Yeah, so his eyes were supposed to be pretty bright, and then they were really dark underneath, like his eyelids, and so they popped out, I guess. All right. But yeah, and he's going around teaching about God and healing people. So everyone's like, "Oh, look at this guy." People love people eat that shit up. Yep. A wild man because it makes them think of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I bet Jesus did not smell great. Probably not. Yeah. I would guess. And probably abandoned his kids. Probably. Same mm. kind of thing. So this guy's basically the second coming. Oh, Shit. my God. Well, we talked about MLK being the second coming. The real second coming, yeah. Ras- Rasputin was pretending to be. Right. When really he just had a shitty, stinky ass. Yeah. Yeah. MLK, I believe, sharp and clean as fuck. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Well, Rasputin, uh, he travels to the city of Kazan in Russia, which this is in 1902. Kazan! We're jumping up a bunch because all he really does during this time is just travel, teach, and get a small following going. And he's teaching some version of the Orthodox Orthodox Christianity. Yeah. Okay. There's rumors that he might be holding underground, Clisty kind of style of stuff. Sweet. um, Having sex and orgies and prostitutes and stuff. Sweet. But there isn't really a whole lot of evidence during this time frame to really support that, so it's just kind of speculated. Well, but, yeah, nobody's going to write that shit down. Yeah, well, nobody really cares about him that much at this time. Rasputin He's not writing it down. But fucked me today while reading Deuteronomy. And it was it was lovely. It was fine. I didn't really care about the Deuteronomy part. But. Yeah, like, he could have skipped that. <laughs> hey, skip to Exodus, please. But uh, So he's 33 years old at this time in 1902 when he goes to Kazan. And uh, where he gains a bit more of a reputation as being a kind of a wise and perceptive starrets. Like, mm. he's one of the ones that, like, you can go listen to this guy. He's wandering around here somewhere. He's pretty good. And he supposedly is helping a lot of people with their spiritual crises and 
anxieties. Sure. But, uh, and continues to heal the sick. So he's, people are actually thinking he's doing this stuff, by heal the way. Heal the sick, like, you touch them, and they're just healed. Yeah, he prays over them and does spells and does whatever magic. Sweet, man. And this is a time frame, during this time frame, mysticism is actually becoming popular. Like, I kind of, when I first got into this, I thought, like, that he was going to get shunned by the Orthodox. Hmm. Um, but even the Orthodox itself is kind of like, yeah, maybe there's something here. This is kind of crazy and weird and creepy yeah. and fun, and let's let's do spells and stuff. What? Why not? Yeah, we'll pray with God, and then we'll also do incantations. And that doesn't have to be Satan stuff. It's fine. Yeah. We'll jerk off some on some tablets. Uh, we'll invoke the spirit of Satan and be like, but be nice. Right. Invoked you to be nice. And he's like, yeah, I can do that. But fuck each other. Yeah. And they did. But it's interesting because before this, when he's wandering around, there isn't enough to support that he's sleeping around with women or anything. But when he gets to Gazan, there is people already starting Kazan. to be like, yeah, like he's going to like whorehouses and there's and, some indication of that. Yeah, and the reason why I want to bring it up is because later on there's a lot of historians that debate whether or not he was actually ever like a sexual crazy man. Right. Because there was a lot of slander against him during the time frame when people didn't like Rasputin. So they're like, Yeah, you're you're just believing into the lies that were spread to, you know, get him in trouble. But at this time he's not really that well known and mm. he's not that high up but there's already some talk about like he's a wandering holy man who likes to sleep with women and prostitutes so sweet so it's already kind of becoming a thing that's what makes me believe more that so you would say that 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 in in posterity there is some people who would want to slander him but that this scenario it, it doesn't is, need to be slandered yet yeah he's just a dude fucking prostitutes yeah and we'll get more into the slandering later on but i wanted to bring that up because yeah. Of what you ever thought about sleeping with a prostitute? No, someone tried life? to get me to once. Really? Yeah. Like, like escort or hooker? Like, no, like yeah, hooker. Ugh. I was in. The, I was working in Nevada and uh, in the mining industry, and there's there's cat houses. Oh wow. In Nevada. Yeah. And so you can go in and purchase a woman and sleep with her. Yeah, you can buy a person. Yeah, it's so awful, I know. Sweet. And my first time out there, I was working with a driller, because that's what I was doing. I was going to be a driller. Mm -hmm. And uh, a couple weeks into the job, he took me over to a place, which is a bar slash cat house. <laughs> and I was only 20 years old. It's the fucking Wild West over there. So I couldn't I couldn't even go into the bar. I didn't know what was going on. He was just like, come on, let's go. We're done with the day. We're going home. And I was like, okay. Sweet. So we hop in the truck, so that's... You, you, truck with your, your your driller and he took me over to the bar and he's like okay let's go in he's like you know what this is right i was like yeah but i'm not going in and he's like now come on i'm gonna buy you your first girl and i was like no i'm good you don't need to and i've already like it's not like i'm a virgin or anything so i want to buy gonorrhea yeah and so he's all like nope we're going in and i was like and this guy was super pushy and i was 20 and super shy and i was like i'm not gonna obviously do anything but it's like i'll go sit in the bar so we walk in and the guy's like, how old are you? And I was like, 20. He's like, you can't come in here. You're not 21. And I was like, perfect. And I went I back know. and got in the truck. I was like, yeah, come on. Let's... What do you want me to do? He's like, I'll send her out here. <laughs> Let's go. No, but uh, I did I did hear from other people, and this is going to sound horrible, but I did hear from other people that had gone to the cat house. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Do you like your women, your women with teeth? And I was like, yes. Yes, I do. And they're like, oh, I yeah, that. you're not going to like it then. Uh, I was like, okay. Well, I wouldn't do it anyways, I... but I definitely don't want to uh, – 
So, yeah. I don't feel good. He was probably going around to uh, at least getting prostitutes, it seems like, at this time frame. However, this actually doesn't deter the fact that he gets into some pretty good graces with some higher-up people in the Orthodox Church because he is still going to the monasteries now in Kazan. Yeah. And as he starts meeting some of these people— He's really charming. Oh, yeah. he's Everybody seems to love him. Um, they think he stinks, but they're like, oh, we can get past that, I guess. Yeah. If he gets high up, up enough, we'll buy him a breath to scrub his ass. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets in He gets in good graces with a, a group called the Seven Lakes Monastery, um, which is just outside of Kazan. And they're kind of a big religious group and have a lot of people following. So when he meets them, they like him so much. They're like, dude, you need to go check out um, St. Petersburg the, uh, Theological Seminary, which is over in Alexander Nevsky Monastery, mm. which is three miles away from where the palace is, where the czars are at. Oh. So, like, you should go, like, we'll We're give you like recommendations. St. Petersburg. Yeah. Okay. And so they're like, we'll give you a recommendation to go over there, and you should go talk to them. You're a smart guy. This is You have great information. You seem like a, a great holy man. Go do go do your work over there. And so he does. He's like, all right, I'll, I'll go check out that. You can heal dicks. Go show them. Yeah. And so he's 34 years old. Um, it's 1903. Um, a little bit of context. Wright brothers have just actually made their first successful human flight. In a nice place of the world. Somewhere else, yeah. Somewhere warm and nice. Yeah. <laughs> But when Rasputin arrives at the uh, Alexander Nevsky Monastery, he... I just feel cold <laughs> I know just me. talking about Russia. I know, me too. <laughs> I need some vodka to warm up. Yeah. But uh, when he gets over there, he meets um, with Hermogenus. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a bishop um, pretty high up. Did you say homogenus? No, Hermogenus. Okay. So Hermogenes is a guy, he's a bishop, and he's high up in the Orthodox Mm-hmm. Um, he also meets um, Iliador. Those two are kind of like buddies, mm. Hermogenes and Iliador. Ili- Hermo and Eli, that's what you'll call them. Herm. Herm and Eli, the comedy troupe. Yeah. Hilarious. Now, Iliador, he's a weird – their whole story, those two guys, there's actually really funny shit that goes into it. I'm probably not going to be able to go into it. But there's there's some funny stuff going on between these two guys. Mm-hmm. But they're high up. They um, pull pranks, right? No, I wouldn't say they pull pranks. They Blue just, darts and no. et cetera. They're, they're weird. So these two guys, they're high up in the Orthodox, but they also are getting into mysticism. So they're like, oh. Mm. That's actually why they like uh, Rasputin. When Rasputin shows up, they're like, this guy's weird. He's smelly. He seems very dedicated. He's just a wanderer who's going around. But he yeah. also seems smart and charismatic. They love Rasputin when they first get involved. Mm. They're like, you come sit here with us. Yeah, just come, come do You complete work here. Our, our comedy troupe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Eliador, I mean, he's kind of a he's a weird dude who he's very outspoken about his thoughts and which are often conflicting with what everybody else around him thinks, but he kind of keeps getting protected by hmm. by other people that like him. They're like, "Eh, he's a weird guy, but he's fine." But he's still high up too, so he has some sort of influence. He make he's got really great vodka. Yeah. Just let him hang out. And uh so with these two along with the Holy Synod, they're they're pretty high up in in the ranks of Russia. So he's not, I mean, just this homeless wanderer anymore to a point where he's like, he's starting to get in status. All right. It gets even further because the best chicks are at the high status. Uh, because these two guys, Herm and Eliador, um, while they're exploring mysticism and getting involved with rescue and they're like, maybe you should go talk to 
you know, go to the palace and teach over there and, mm. and give your wisdom to those guys. Um, they're not necessarily introducing him to like the royal family, but they're getting him to go over there and, and hang out at the palace. Like with the the Tsar? Yeah. Ooh. So the Romanov. Uh, and at first he's kind of just talking to maybe some of the higher up political figures. Um, yeah. And they love him. Like it's weird. He's He quickly almost becomes a celebrity because when he shows up, he starts teaching people. He's very charismatic. Like it almost sounds like it reminds me so much of who was the murderer who got the family, who had his family? Mm. Charles Manson. Oh, yeah. Dude, not only does it kind of remind me just because like, crazy beard and stuff but mm. he's this charismatic, charismatic good-looking yeah. charming charming weird kind of guy and yeah. everybody seems to be in this state in russia just everybody's like vulnerable no, what just attracted to him for no apparent yeah. reason yeah yeah but everyone's kind of in this weird status of like god and the orthodox mixed somewhere with magic and mysticism Okay. And so everyone's intrigued and, and kind of weirded out, but it's also like, let's check it out more. So Russians are dumb, that's what you're telling me. Dude, there's so many there's so many weird instances in this story where I'm like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I've had a theory for a long time that, you know, uh, cultures evolve based off of their conflict, the same way other things evolve. Yeah. You need conflict and competition. Russia has never had real conflict or competition because nobody can reach Moscow because <laughs> you have 8,000 miles of nothing. Yeah. And they just leverage that to the point where they've never competed. So now you just have a whole country full of homeschooled weirdos. <laughs> That's what Russia is. Who've uh, been up there just we thinking have about Russia, we have Russian listeners. how to get back at everything. No, we do not. We do. No way. We do. Or they uh, speak English? They probably speak English if they're listening to us. Hey, look. <laughs> Send me an email. I want to know. What's the fucking deal? Yeah. You guys are weird. Yeah. You're weird. I'm not saying I, I, I'm just saying, I don't know. Anyways, so Rasputin, like, not only is he quickly gaining the tour, like, you know, he's gaining a lot of status just with the people around him being this great holy man, but it's getting to the point where people are, like, collecting some of his stuff and keeping it, like, tokens, like, even, like, fingernail clippings or what beard trimmings. Like, it gets quickly weird, and this is where a lot of people are saying this is where he's starting his underground Kalisti style cult. Ooh, yeah. So this is where, again, it diverges. Come, come beat the sin out of me. Yeah. Beat it out! <laughs> so it, so historians argue. Either he was <laughs> sleeping around and conducting secret orgies with a lot of people in the palace. Yeah. Um, maybe first off, like, servants and, and stuff, but then kind of getting oh, yeah, some... yeah, start slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't come out, bam, welcome to the show! Hey, Sar, give me your dick! Yeah. Or that he was just... The other side of it is like, yeah, he was a holy man and was actually doing God's work in everyone's eyes. Where does this come from? Like, who, wh why would historians be that dramatically different? Disagreement. So, that's a good question. There's actually a couple of reasons why. Most historians that believe that nothing really shady was going on mm. think that none of this stuff was even at the time frame being written down all the stuff that we think that he did crazy things was mm -hmm. after 1911 when people were trying to slander him and they did such a good job that they had because we're gonna get to spies we're gonna get to a whole bunch of other things Ooh. and so you hear that tom spy stuff and we're, we're this is this you is like spy stuff tom. tom he's taking a nap tom tom cruise takes a lot of naps 
I mean, this is before the Russian Revolution, and people are conspiring to overthrow, so they're spreading as much propaganda, lies, they're trying to cause confusion and conflict. Okay. So a lot of historians are like, yeah, he was probably more or less a normal dude who, I mean, granted, he was a peasant that made his way up into this scenario, which made gave a lot of attention to him mm-hmm. and was weird, but maybe not anything else. And now you're just believing the lies that other people were saying after the fact. However... There's also the secret Russian police oh, Jesus. who have documented stuff before all that, or at least claimed that, that they did. And the only thing that really competes against that is the historians that don't believe all the crazy shit are like, yeah, it's all lies too. What the fuck is wrong with Russia? So it's th- th- there's a lot of reasons why there's conflict of what actually happened with Rasputin. Um, so, and you think it's because of, like, again, conflicting, uh, were, they, were people trying to slander him? Mm-hmm. To make the regime that he was a, a part of look like shit. Well, even p- friends and enemies of the Romanov did not like Rasputin. So the people who did like the mm. Romanov thought that Rasputin was doing these evil things due to the lies, and they helped spread it more and were like, "Get uh, him out of there! Okay. He's corrupting everything." And then the people who were against the Romanov were like, "Yeah, let's go ahead and." tell everybody all this crazy stuff because it's going to cause a bunch of disruptive shit going on inside uh, the palace. Like, that's perfect. Sounds to me like it's fucking real. I think so, too. I at least think so to a degree. And we're going to go into slander that much. a couple. I, and, and there's a lot of different things. Yeah. And there's a couple things that are here and there that don't really go along with slandering and stuff that's just random pieces of evidence. Like, this actually happened, mm-hmm. or and we know for sure. Or it's like, this doesn't make sense to use for slandering. We'll get into that. Sweet. So, yeah, Rasputin's possibly conducting orgies, and... Uh, awesome. Yeah. Other than everybody up there is gross. Yeah. Not now, then. Then, yeah. Just like everybody then. Yeah, I, I think everybody in, everywhere in the I world. Yeah, I mean, I maybe not as gross as Rasputin himself, but... He's specifically gross. He's, yeah, he's... Did yeah. you imagine if a really gross guy came up to you, he's like, you want to have an orgy? I'm like, not with you, and he's like, but with some really hot people, and you're like... Oh, this is tough. You're going to be there for sure. <laughs> Can you be on the other side of the room? No, you can't. Okay. Well, there's some idea that once he kind of got a little bit more into the palace, he started bathing more, but was still kind of a generally dirtyish kind of guy. So, like, he, you know, like, still, like, had food in his beard this, and shit. This might be on the other side of the argument where I'm like, maybe people are slandering him because who's going to jump into an orgy with a garbage person? Yeah. Well, I think he's, <laughs> he's like, he's attracted to a garbage bathing person. now, but it's just he's still kind of. It's still kind of gross. He must be a very charming motherfucker. But anyway, so in 1905, uh, he's 36 years old. Things aren't going well in Russia, by the way. I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of stuff, but... Pretty much always. To give you an idea, um, it's Nicholas II, he's the czar. Um, he doesn't seem like a very smart person. Um, there's debate about that. That's not necessarily from historians, but just so much of how he ran the country, and I think he ran it like shit, if you ask me. Well, he was like the last royalty, right? He was the last czar to live. Yeah, they overthrew him because the the country was shit. It was starving to death, and the Romanov weren't doing anything about it. Monarchy doesn't work. Yeah, so, I mean, Russia just came out of a losing war with Japan, with the Russo-Japanese War. Mm. You got... Uh, people starving to death, like I was just saying. Working uh, workers are going on strike. I mean, we're kind of going to the industrial age, and and they're not getting paid well. They're going on strike. The military's in mutiny. I mean, it's it's not great for Russia at not this working. time frame. You're fucking up, Nick. Yeah, 
Uh, Rasputin starts getting closer, though, to the royal family. He's now been introduced to them, and... Well, he scoots into the royal room a little bit closer every day, and they go... What's that smell? It smells a little bit worse in here every day. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's seriously... Have orgies. Who said that? <laughs> hmm? Did you say that? Hmm? I heard... Hmm. Have lots of orgies. Did you hear that? I feel like having orgies all of a sudden, though. That's weird. That's odd. Can you round up some peasant people <laughs> for me? But, uh, so, Nicholas II and his wife, Alexandra, um, they actually... He, he lucks out so much because they're already into mysticism they're already like oh, nicholas is yeah ah. i'm more so alexandra but they both are alexandra's like first of all she's not well liked um mm. she's not well liked by russians because she's not russian she married into the family she's a different royalty foreign um, bitch yeah from germany um which is actually derived before that from queen elizabeth in england so they all just yeah elizabeth queen elizabeth is her grandmother that's why their skin is all cum colored that's why everybody has the royal disease, which yeah. we're going to get into, too. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So they're into mysticism, and they actually welcome pretty much anybody who claims to be a mystic. Like, they're like, come on in, if, even if you're a low peasant status. And they'll talk to you and, and hang out and, like, ask you, you know, to perform stuff. And if they think that you're actually doing something magical and, and powerful and healing, then they'll ask you to stick around because... Mm. Their son, their only son, they have four daughters and a son. Their only son, Alexei, has hemophilia. Oh. And hemophilia, if you're not sure what it is, is a disease or condition that makes it so your blood doesn't clot like it should. Right. So it's very dangerous, especially during this time frame where nobody really knows what to do about it. We don't have any coagulants. Yeah. So if you, you know, generally for they hemophilia. Just pour vodka and stuff. I'm like, yeah. It's not working. Yeah. If you have hemophilia, you know, if you get a scratch or a cut, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to die or anything. But if you get a scratch or a cut and you're bleeding internally, you could then quickly die because it gets to your organs and just floods everything. And you're most kids during this time frame, if you are hemophilia, uh, you're not going to make it to adulthood. I don't internal. Just that term internal bleeding makes me feel really awful. Yeah. So he has that. And he's actually had a couple different instances where it's acted up and he was kind of in danger, but they were able to like. Okay, you're okay. We we can treat it as best we can. He didn't die. Is he like um the, supposed to be the one to take the throne next? Yes, he's oh. the only one who can at this oh, time. Okay, so he's heir to the a, Russian throne. It's a bummer. Yeah, and it's funny because he gets hemophilia. It's the only way you can get hemophilia is from being passed down from your mother. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and so women can be carriers. They can also contract it, but it's more rare. But they they can become carriers, <sighs> and they pass it down to their their children this german bitch and the funny thing is is that her blood diseases hemophilia is known as the royal disease because queen elizabeth had it <laughs> and then she had a bunch of kids that spread out all over europe to have my favorite part is, oh, this is great all these people who are in these high-end positions are like we have this status because our blood is royal yeah, yeah. we're more special not knowing that they're like spreading hemophilia throughout all of Europe as they marry each other off to other kingdoms. Like I have spread. never heard this before. Yeah, it spreads everywhere. Are there like legitimate theories that this is what collapsed the royal Europe? I don't know. As if opposed it's... to the industrial revolution. Yeah, I think that one's probably more likely the industrial revolution. But it. Hey man, they're all just sick. It's but it's funny to kick that they're. <laughs> it's funny that they're all just like contracting hemophilia. We have this like special crazy. blood. That doesn't work right. Yeah, this sucks. It and, kills me. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, a lot of there. If you actually, there's a there's a cool little chart you can go look up and see all the people at the time frame who got hemophilia, where they got it from. You can actually track it down oh from God. Queen Elizabeth, that's and a, it spreads all over. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So Alexi. Back to my regular standing. Fuck the monarchy. You <laughs> sick fucks. So Alexi, he's got hemophilia. He's the heir to the throne. And that's and a bummer because it's a kid. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, yeah. But uh, the problem is, is that um. Because most kids don't make it that to that age where mm. he's going to be able to take the throne. Yeah. The Romanov don't want anybody to know about this. They want the Russian people or the world to know. They're keeping it hush-hush. So whenever mystics come around, they keep them around and be like, cool, let's see what you can do. If they do anything fancy, they see if hmm. they can heal their son. But they still like pick and choose who because they don't want the word to get out. Well, Ras, uh, Rasputin actually sees an instance where he starts having a, an episode of hemophilia because it's... Uh, sometimes you'd get a bump or a bruise and then it wouldn't do anything. And then a week later, all of a sudden it like swells up and freaks out. Mm. And so that's rough. he sees it happen and the kid all of a sudden like hits the ground and is screaming and everybody goes and picks him up and quickly tries to take him away. And he's like, something's going on here. Hmm. So if I can slither my way into this. Yeah. So he actually goes and talks to Alexia and is like, Hey, your son is ill. I can heal him. Not knowing what he has or anything. He's just like, yeah, I, I, I'll go do my prayers and my spells. Let's, let's, let's heal yeah. your son. So she's like, okay, you already know. So, okay, go ahead and go do your stuff. He goes over and prays over Alexia for days. And all of a sudden, Alexia wakes up completely fine. Uh, no, he does not. Yeah, completely fine. The doctors are even shocked. They're like, "Look, we even we believe in God and and spirituality and stuff, but he's pretty good all of a sudden. Like, it seems almost too weird." Well, mm. the funny thing is with hemophilia at the time frame, not too long ago, aspirin was invented and it was like the big thing to treat everything. Hmm. What they didn't know was that aspirin's a blood thinner, and that's not great for hemophilia. No, you die faster rasputin was against medicine he was only trying to do spirituality so a lot mm. of people speculate today that what happened was they were giving him aspirin and of course it was making it worse ah. and he comes in and goes stop doing that i'm gonna pray and then all of a sudden he's better and everyone's like what a miracle when really it's probably just thank god i thought you were gonna try and convince me a miracle happened i was like oh, no no they with all us. did they everyone was hey, like and that's oh. fair at the time because you don't know what aspirin is yeah yeah. But they thought, like, it was such a big deal. He basically just saved the heir to the throne's well, life. So he still has hemophilia, but it's so... Yes, he it, does. It's not quite as aggressive, so without aspirin, he's, he's, he's chill. Yeah. All right. He still has to be very careful. As a matter of fact, they stay. Oh, Alexi. He's still alive, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. He's still kicking. So, no. Oh, boy. I've got some bad news for you later. Oh, no. <laughs> Doesn't this movie end nice? No, like Anast like the Anastasia movie with the oh boy, the undead bad, and everybody has a good time. And we we'll sing. talk about that too later too. Sweet, but uh, yeah. So he still has hemophilia, um, and they still have to be careful. They actually stage like pictures and like small events so that way everyone thinks everything's completely normal because mm. they're trying to still keep it hush hush. Mm, yeah, but uh, yeah. Anytime he ever has a fit though, he shows up. Rasputin, he shows up and prays, and then all of a sudden he's better. Uh, and there's speculation. Here's where more argument happens in historians. Some historians believe that because he has hemophilia and goes into these illnesses and stuff, that Rasputin took advantage by purposely giving him something to make him sick that's aside from the hemophilia <laughs> so that when it 
when he got sick, people were like, oh, no, it's his hemophilia, when really it was something completely different. And Rasputin would be like, I know how long this takes to get better. I'll just pray over him for a while. And then when he gets back up, everyone praises me. And I get into the good graces of... He just rubs his disgusting beard all over the kid's face until he gets sick. <laughs> he's like, ah, he'll be good in a couple days. Yep. And he's, he's like, it'll, it'll air out. Now, a lot of historians believe that he never did anything like that. And it was just maybe pure luck or... No, he definitely did that. Coincidental don't, that... Don't dick yourselves off, historians. History is a gross, gross scenario. Yeah. He definitely was doing some weird shit to that kid. Yeah. Probably semen-induced. So he is so, and this is why we know him. This is this launches Rasputin into the graces of Nicholas II and Alexandra, especially Alexandra. He saved their kid. Alexandra is obsessed with Rasputin because, first of all, Alexei is like her whole life. Mm-hmm. She's that type of mother that's like just gonna dote on her little boy, and and like he's the world and perfect and all that stuff. Yeah. She's hated by her people. She's already kind of like a loner kind of type person. She doesn't really like mm-hmm. being around everybody. And now you got Rasputin who just saved her son's life. And she's like, Rasputin is a holy man. He's the greatest. You're my guy. I've watched him do miracles. Have orgies. Who was that? Yeah. And and, and she loves mysticism in general. So it's just kind of cool to watch in her. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that all just kind of comes together for her. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it really is just kind of the perfect mixture for Rasputin to be able to get in there. Like, he... In my opinion, he kind of lucked out. Oh, definitely. Like, it could have even just been coincidence that the kid started to have a, an episode, and then he prays over him for a few days, and luckily he didn't die that time, like, because that would happen and, often. Yeah. And everyone just credits him of being this powerful well, healer. How many how many monks prayed over the kid before? And it didn't work. It didn't work, and the guy was just like, pack it up and leave. Yeah. Or the kid could have just died, and we never would have known about Rasputin, because they probably would have hung him. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I mean, this is just roll the dice. This is life. It's just someone's going to be there when it, it goes well, if it does, and mm-hmm. they'll just be happy with whoever that person, you know, they'll be happy with the person that did Isn't that. funny how much of life that is? It's just whoever's standing there. <laughs> yeah. That's life. I think Rasputin got that a few times throughout his life, which made it seem that much bigger. Just luck. And then a lot of rumors of what was going on. Because that's the other thing is nobody knows why Rasputin's there. Matter of fact, everyone's getting angry except for the people in the palace. Like, who's this fucking guy? Exactly. Like, you got this dirty peasant who is now walking around because they give him free access to the palace after this. Wow. And they're like, "You're awesome. Oh, yeah. You you saved our family and everything. So do what yeah. you please." And uh, everyone doesn't know why. They're like, "Why is why is Alexandra so obsessed with this guy? Why like, she's giving him like clothing and like nice stuff and embroidering things on the clothing she's and duking him jewelry." And there's rumors that they must be having sex. And, Sweet. And that happens. And I doubt that happens. Well, maybe. So. I mean, the guy saved your kid. She probably just loves him. Yeah. And that platonic, spiritual. Maybe. No, you don't. No. Let's see. Oh, sweet. You're going to have to decide because there's, there's some evidence, but we're going to talk uh, about You that. already know how I'm going to decide. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets into the graces. Um he kind of goes in and out of the palace, though. So while he's in the palace, he's seen as this holy man that's really cool, helping the family out. And then when he leaves the palace, there's speculation that he's going around like doing the whorehouse thing and keeping that part a secret. Now, this is, again, where historians are going to get arguing. Some people, I'll start with the one side. Some people think, think nothing of it. They're like, he wasn't doing anything crazy. He was praying all day. It was all rumors because nobody knew what was going on with Rasputin being there, and so they assumed the worst, and then that 
spread out and then got turned into lies purposefully later on to slander him when that happened. Or you got people who are like, okay, he was going outside of the palace and he was sleeping with, you know, hookers and stuff. And then he'd come back and act the holy man and and kept that kind of a secret from everybody else. Nobody knew he was going around sleeping around. Mm -hmm. And then you got the third one, which is, okay, he's conducting these sex orgies and stuff, but he's keeping it kind of secret. He's not letting the like royal family know about any of this. And, you know, maybe not even orgies, maybe he's just kind of having little sleep arounds here and there. And then you got the fourth one who's like, yeah, no, he's doing all this stuff and he's sleeping with the wife of the czar. Like, and he doesn't know about it. Like he's, they're keeping it secret enough to do that. Mm. And there's one more, which is that he's just sleeping with the wife. But... Is there one more? No. I know there's like five. I, I've covered he's, all options, basically. He's not basically. a shapeshifter or actually a woman or anything like that? Well, that stuff comes up later. Shape he's shift- actually a woman? That he's shapeshifter. That he's, any kind of weird magic, anything, or he's evil magic, <laughs> dude. It's, yeah. Hey, man, I believe it's somewhere in there. I think... It's, it's gotta... I don't think it's any one. It's gotta be a mixture. I lean towards the idea, what I think, is that he's definitely going outside of the palace and doing that stuff. And that yeah. will come up later. Yes. There's actually evidence of that. Um, and then there's, I think that he's sleeping around a little bit inside the palace, maybe with like servants and different Seems stuff. Like something he does. And possibly might be sleeping with Alexandra. I, that one I'm not sure. There's not quite enough evidence to fully say, Feels... but there's one historian who's hilarious. I was watching him yeah. talk about this and they're actually <laughs> arguing about it on this like documentary. And one of them's like, look, I know that guy over there is going to say there's not enough evidence. Come on, like he's he's doinking her, like uh. he's like yeah, and he says of course more elegant uh, elegantly. Than oh, he that. doesn't say he's doinking her. No, he, but but his facial expression of him just kind of like nodding, being like he's sleeping Come with on. her. Like, look, we don't have semen proof that he ejaculated hey, in her, but come on, you can't prove my parents did it. Yeah, I'm just standing here. <laughs> yeah. So, prove everything. again, we've got a mixture and array of what people believe, well, even historians-wise. As long as we're not talking historians who are, you know, the salacious type who write silly books. If we're talking legitimate historians, we're like, yeah, he probably fucked her. Yeah. I'll take that because, yeah. Yeah, and that's actually – there's there's evidence why, too, because one the historian who believes that, that he was sleeping with her, mm. they, they have letters from Alexandra to Rasputin. And, and, like, here, I've got it right here. She's like, I love to grip your balls. And it's like, <laughs> didn't happen. She, not only was she giving him all this stuff, which makes sense. He healed their boy, supposedly from her point, you know, point of view. She's but, like, how do you have the magic to do it? And he's like, pussy. <laughs> yeah, dude. She's, she's like, like, I have to well, sin I a could... lot so I can repent and then I can turn it into powers. Yeah, I can, I can give you that. And he's like, great. Well, here's one of the letters she wrote to him. This is what she said. My beloved and unforgettable teacher, savior and mentor, I wish only one thing. To fall asleep forever in your shoulders, in your warm embrace. Oh, what happiness there. Even to feel your presence near, I sacrifice my heart and my husband to you. He's giving it to her. Dude, that's why I'm like, yeah, it's very possible. He's doinking her. He's doinking her. So that I kind of agree with that historian who's like, that come on. That is the, the official people time take. Doinking, doinking her. went on. And, and uh, it's gross. Um because he was definitely not washing his genitals. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. Stinky, cheesy, bad news <laughs> down there. But it's funny, too, and because... She just gagged the whole time, but she appreciated him saving her son. Well, it's funny because... It's really the, beautiful. There's rumors about 
this happening, even going on around the palace. Like even even Nicholas's mother is kind of like, you, are you okay with this? This seems like, have you heard about what? You know, I think you guys giving it to your wife. Yeah. And even Nicholas, Nicholas responds back being like, Alexandra said, <laughs> as you can tell, that without him, our boy would die. And I would not ever want to put our boy into that kind of danger. Yes. But I love how he's like, Alexandra, like he's, sounds like he's whipped. <laughs> well, and then he said, well, Rasputin said I had to give him my anus for any of his powers to work. I have done that yeah. four dozen times. Now, Alexandra and um, Nicholas will both say that they didn't believe that he was having any kind of affairs going on inside the palace because that also gets brought up. But if he's, he might be having affairs they don't know about, and also he might be having an affair with, with the Tsar's wife. He's and fucking So everybody. she's going to say, no, of course not, and the Tsar doesn't know. So, But rumors are getting around, and he's basically brushing them off. I want to be a holy man. Alexandra's brushing them off, saying, like, this is ridiculous, because she probably doesn't want to get caught. Yeah, I'm going to work with all the holes. But they actually make him an advisor. So now he's, like, he's got political influence. Legit. Um, and... People aren't very happy about this. Probably um, not. A lot of people are like, what is going on? Who is this peasant who's now giving like, advice to the... He's duking your wife, yeah, dude. So they're making fun of him. And matter of fact, yeah, people... Nicholas might have started getting a little bit embarrassed because people are saying stuff like, yeah, Nicholas obviously isn't pleasing his own wife, and he can't even keep track of her, for God's <laughs> sake. Like, she's going around fucking Rasputin. Hey, well, hey he can't. He can't satisfy her. She had to go to that stinky-ass-looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad it is in there. But he kind of holds it together, at least for now. Of course, Nicholas is like, Alexandra says that our sex life is healthy. Yeah. So do you guys ever do it? No. But sometimes. You mean like the once a year, right? Yeah. When she watches while I jerk myself. But, yeah, no, he's starting. That's sex, right? <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. I'm in charge. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a really big fan of Nicholas II. Some people argue that he was trying his best, and I think it, I think he sucked. Anyways, um, he sucked Rasputin, I bet. Yeah, he's Russia's greatest sex machine. <laughs> yeah, that's why he gets that that you know. Right a lot there. of people, a lot of people believe for a long time, um, without really historians arguing about it, that Rasputin was. Totally fucking and everybody in the palace. This is Kennedy level uh, sex addiction. Yeah, it sounds like. Oh, and there's times where it comes out later where Rasputin would like when he's being watched by the secret police that he's going to not only like multiple prostitutes but most multiple brothels. Like he's going one and he like gets a couple women, and then he leaves there and goes like throughout the night he goes to, like sex three different places. It's hard, man. Yeah, <laughs> hard. Huh? What? All right, and so Nicholas is also afraid of turning him away because he thinks that if his son does die after making Rasputin go away, that it'd be his fault and he'd, he'd be responsible for his own son's death. Alexandra would obviously never forgive him because mm. she doesn't want him to go. But he, I mean, he kind of thinks about doing it, but he, he doesn't send Rasputin away, even though he's hearing about all these rumors about brothels and women and possibly sex orgies. He's like, nah, mm. it's probably not true. He can save my kid. I guess I gotta give him a pass. Yeah. Or just ignore it. Yeah. Let him give it to my wife. Uh, the rest of the country thinks that they have a wizard that has just infiltrated and is hypnotizing everybody and doing evil, devilish things. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking... 
Oh, yeah, so the there's a lot days. of mystery based around what's going on, and so they're yeah. coming up with fun conclusions. So he stays into this period um, of time. He stays in pretty good graces with the royal family. There's rumors that just keep getting worse and worse. Good favors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 1909 at this point. Um, again, historians believe that everything up to this point, the historians that believe that nothing crazy was happening, they believe that all the rumors about Rasputin started in 1909 and moved up because this is where we get into people want to overthrow the government. What? Yeah. They want to disrupt the hierarchy in any way they can. And so at this point, people are starting to spread more rumors that are not so much about all the stuff I've already talked about. They they do those ones as well because mm-hmm. it's already been going kind of. But they start doing all kinds of rumors that don't even have to do with Rasputin. They're just trying to attack you know, the, the Romanov uh, mm-hmm. in any way they can. And so a lot of historians that don't believe Rasputin was a crazy sex addict think that was, all the stories are derived from this point on. But we have but, evidence before this point on of some crazy okay. stuff still happening. So. But, I mean, maybe the, the idea is that there, there's talk of orgies and whatnot, but no proof. And so then when there's a group of people trying to discredit the royalty, they're like, they got this crazy monk who fucks everybody too. Yeah. All right. So that's where that's why that's really the main reason why uh, historians argue is because there was a lot of lies going around at this time frame. Yeah. And so the ones who don't believe are like it's part of the lies, and then the other ones are like there's some evidence though, so I'm not so, sure it's all lies. I mean, you did all the research. What is the official people time stance on that? I think he was. I think he was at least sleeping around with some women some in the them? palace, and I believe that he was sleeping with. The czar's wife. Ooh. Uh, not right now, but I think he will soon. Oh, sweet. So. Because I, I was thinking that he was sleeping with her, like, on top of the sick kid, because that's how his <laughs> magic works. Yeah. And the kid's, you know, asleep, quote unquote, but. Yeah. Like, this is what we have to do for my magic to work. And she's like, I guess, it, you know. Oh, and did I already go over the fact that, <clears throat> that he, there's rumors of people think that he's making the boy sick? I already said that, huh? Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, I just want to make sure I so said they, that. Yeah, they think that maybe it was the other way around that he was doing it on purpose. Yeah. yeah, I already did. Sorry, I forgot. Well, like, waking up to your mom having sex with a dirty monk on top of you does make you sick in some ways as well. Yeah, or it makes you better in his case. He was like, I feel fine. What are you guys doing? Oh, this like, is okay. I feel really good seeing this. This is great. Well, now, <laughs> there are some things that aren't rumors that people were actually like i'm gonna give your mom a facial watch this yeah well and the other reason why i think he was sleeping around with other people in the palace at least was because it gets noted that he goes and visits the daughters like the czar's daughters sweet at night in their bedroom to heal them and that's exactly what he says he's going in there yeah dude so he goes because he's got free roam and so while he's roaming around no one's really concerned in the palace but when he starts going to the, the daughter's room and stuff, mm-hmm. like, apparently someone eventually noticed and was like, what What are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm doing protection spells and blessings mm, and stuff blessings. to make sure the daughters are good. That person goes and tells the czar and his wife, you know, Alexandra, and they're like, dude, I, just to let you know, that's happening. And, and Alexandra's like, so in love with him that she's like, yeah, he's doing protection spells. What's yes. the problem? He, he does protection spells on me all the time. So, I bend over and he protects me. So she's protecting him if he is doing all this stuff unknowingly, maybe. Let me get my spells in you. I got to get it deep in there. Yeah. Spread them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so these are, you know, of age, sexy Russian ladies, right? The daughters? 
No. Don't ruin this for me. Yeah, they are way too young. Uh, I'm way, way too young. Bummer. Yeah. So, Spread them. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but eventually, over enough time, <clears throat> it gets too much for Nicholas. The rumors. He's fucking your daughters, man. Yeah. yeah at a certain point, you got to so Nicholas your foot down. Uh, Unless he's fucking him, too. <laughs> Spread him, Nick. So, yeah. Oh, boy. No, I don't think Nicholas was involved in any of it. Um, not any of the sex acts. Well, Rasputin walked in. He was like, one of the things they teach us in the monastery is how to relax your throat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me show you. This is a, this is a great spell. But uh, on the other end, what what actually happens is he he finally banishes Rasputin. Oh wow! Back to Siberia. He's like, yeah, this is too out. much. Uh, it might even be like him saying, like, maybe it's not true, but you're it's causing too much of an issue. People are doing too much. Um, I told- think he actually is getting to the point of like, everyone thinks I'm a big clown. You're probably you might be fucking my wife, my daughters. There's rumors about you doing at least going out to brothels, and you're supposed to be a holy man. So. Mm-hmm. Like, just go. Get out of here. You're making it messy around here. Yeah. There's just semen everywhere. <laughs> the funny thing is it doesn't last very long for his banishment. Because what happens in uh, very quickly is uh, Alexia goes into another episode of his hemophilia. Uh-oh. Well, yeah. The Alexia, I guess they're going to go boating or something, and he goes to jump into the boat, and he hits his hip on some metal ring or something, and... It causes internal bleeding, and he swells up. They're giving him the aspirin. And it gets so bad with him that they think he's going to die, that they read him his last rites, and they're getting ready to like send out Whoa. the word that the heir to the throne is, is dead. Um, that's how close he is. Now, Alexia, of course, freaks out and sends a telegram to Rasputin and says, like, you have to, you have to pray for him. You have to do something. Please help us. He's going to die. And Rasputin sends back a cable um, to say, yeah. like, so he says, this is another thing I think is more on the coincidental side. He says, uh, your your blessings, you know, your your prayers have been heard um, and your tears have been seen by God. Don't worry. The young one's going to make it. And he comes back. Like, uh... the boy comes back from, the like, the edge of death. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, Alexia... I mean, like, he doesn't get instantly better, but he doesn't die. Like, so everyone thought he was at that point. Rasputin doesn't even – he doesn't come back. Rasputin. No. Weird. He just says that her prayers have been answered. And the thing is, is this is something that nobody knows why. Prayers. They think it was just pure dumb luck. Thoughts and prayers, man. He just barely it, made it. It works. He could have gone either way, but, I mean, he's got he's getting treated and stuff, but nobody knows how to, really what to do. Hashtag thoughts and prayers. But he, he comes through. He makes it. Without dying, and of course Alexia contributes all of it to being lucky, Rasputin, and she's like, "Come back, come back to the palace." Yeah, we need your blessings. Yeah, so I think this one was coincidental and pure dumb luck. Rasputin's able to come back to the palace like just a couple months after being banished. Jeez. And he comes back. He's like, "Let's get this party going." He has more influence than ever before because, if anything, this was the sign that Rasputin is keeping the family alive. So, like he's the one who's keeping the boy alive, <laughs> and the family's. He works, Safe. He walks into the royal room, just drops, just drops the suitcase. He's like, "Where's your daughters? <laughs> Get, yep, I want them here naked right now. Get them in here. Yeah, uh, yes, sir. Uh, and this is where more rumors come in. Like it's getting heavier and heavier that Rasputin is 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 infiltrated and is taking over 
actually acting as almost like the the background czar. Like everyone thinks that he's running the show. Well, and to a point, he, he very well may be. Hey, a dude convinces you he's magic, you probably start taking his advice. Yep. Yeah. So it happened to me once, but it was a pyramid scheme. Yeah. It didn't work out so well. Yeah. Um, we are taking a monetary charitable. I'm broke. What? What? What'd you say? I said I'm broke. <laughs> yeah, send money just cause. What? I fell for a pyramid scheme from a guy who was fucking my daughters. Yeah. I need some money. <laughs> I need some money bad. He's been filling me full of spells. <laughs> and that's I, what he called them, spells, I think, right? Them. It's a white glowy well, spell. The ectoplasm <laughs> leaks out, so I don't uh, know what's going on. But I need some money. <laughs> <laughs> Just wire it to people time at, I don't know, Western Union. Western I don't know. Union. We don't, we're not caught up on Patreon. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm fine. Well, I, li- I like the spells. Me too. Yeah. Well, so not only has he gained more influence, um, yeah, he seems to be more open about doing certain things because he kind of got banished for at least sleeping with prostitutes outside of the palace. He goes right back to doing that. Yeah. And he's bragging to everybody that he's like basically the new god of to Russia, you know? Whatever he wants. To the point where he shows people like letters that um, Alexandra has written him. Oh, dude. Yeah, and he's like, look, she made me the shirt. She embroidered this herself. And you get a little fancy, little prick. Oh, yeah. It's pissing everybody off. Um, he's having a good time. Yeah. He's drinking. He's yeah, he sleeping around. <laughs> he, he's ba- he feels untouchable, basically. Yeah, he's Tom Cruise in the 90s. Yeah. Down, Tom. Down. <laughs> it was a different reference. I'm not talking about you now. You have no, you don't do anything now. Down. I'll bring it. Don't make me get the whip. He's not a good pet. He's not a good friend. Um, Eat your crackers. All right. (laughs) Play with the choo-choo toy. So we're getting into about uh, 1911 time frame. Um, He's now, you know, he's a high influence. He's getting to the point where he's an advisor. Of course, he was already that before, but... Things are people are taking his, his stuff more seriously because he's a he's a wizard for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I mean, like you said, some people think maybe he's like the brains behind the czar now. Yeah, and that even comes into even more play here shortly. But he's gaining a lot of enemies. Um, nobody likes him Everybody's, unless you're the royal family. Anybody's fathers because he's fucking all the daughters. Yeah, yeah. The doctors don't like him because they can't explain what he's doing. You got politicians who don't like him because he's seems to be weaving himself into mm-hmm. the threads and, and is now advising on stuff that they don't want him to be advising on. The people outside the palace hate him. And even the people that introduced him to the palace, you know, uh, remember Herman and Eliador? Oh, the Eliador? fun, yeah, fun yeah, guys. Those guys, yeah. So <laughs> those two end up getting into some kind of conflict with Rasputin. There's no clear answer of what happened. However... There's two fun things that, that are speculated. One is that they just got into a random dispute, and because Rasputin's got so much influence and power, he basically just like, yeah, you guys, you can't tell me what to do, and I, I'm better than you, ha, ha, ha. And they're like, and they're jealous and but mad. But we made you. 
So they get mad and they decide that they're all going to be enemies. Or those two are going to be enemies versus uh, Rasputin. But it's funny because Iliador writes a book later on after mm-hmm. the death of Rasputin, which means he's not writing this to be able to, you know, just discredit his name. Mm-hmm. And the book talks about how they found out about his sexual exploits, mm-hmm. and they decided to go, you know, confront him about it. And they apparently even hit him, like they beat him. They punched him. Yeah, they're like, "You idiot!" So they walked up to him and said. So you're getting laid a lot, right? And he goes, fuck yeah, dude. And they just... And they start hitting him. <laughs> we want to get laid. And Let me get laid. <laughs> nope. So, and I believe this one because, one, this is one of the guys who was there wrote it. And <laughs> it was after the fact of... You know, there's no reason to lie about it at this point, really. But he says that after they beat Rasputin, Rasputin went and tattled on them, of course. To the Tsar? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He ran over to them yeah. and was like, hey, these guys. They hit me. And they get immediately banished. That's how much power he has. Out. So Herm. To Siberia. Yeah, Herm gets banished to another monastery far away. <laughs> Elidor doesn't get banished necessarily right away, but he gets he loses kind of his position and quickly loses all of his influence right afterwards. And then he just denounces his own position and power of the religion. He's just like, okay, whatever, fuck it. No one's listening to me anymore. Like, he kind of had the help of Rasputin and Herm whenever he would do his little weird outbursts. Yeah. And people were like, shut up. And then they'd be like, hold on, he's okay. Just, just, (laughs) it's fine. Well, now those two aren't there. I mean, you know, Rasputin's not going to help him. And Herm's gone. So now when he does these outbursts, everyone's like, shut up. Yeah, we don't give a shit. And then he's like, all right. So he just... I'm going to just stop. So, yeah, they... He just died quietly. Um, this also is one of the rumors where people think that Herm actually might have started the lies that Rasputin was a part of the Clisties. Just out of jealousy, really. Just trying to discredit him because I mean, he got banished because Rasputin didn't like him, basically. But and... really, uh, yeah, that doesn't. I think you're right because that doesn't really make sense if you think about it altogether. Because the, the the alternative is that he actually. Was healed this kid twice, oh, yeah. yeah, and was actually really pious. And then another monk was jealous of that piousness and was like, "No, he was a slut." Yeah, that seems less likely than him actually fucking everybody. And well, then the guy just being like, "You know, he fucks people, right?" Well, and what it sounds like to me is these two went and confronted him by going like, "Dude, you're not doing holy man stuff if you're doing like yeah. sex acts and you're fucking maybe the." the czar's wife and her kids and Rasputin's he's high up on the like, nothing can touch him so he's like yeah this isn't really in your concern and then they start beating him up because they're like you you're an awful person you're doing you're ruining everything mm. and then they go tell everybody like hey he's actually doing this stuff like right. that's we found out we went to go talk to him about it and then he went and told on us because we might have beat him up a little bit but those things are still happening the greatest thing is uh, Rasputin walked in said Nicholas I am giving it to your wife and your daughters. Um, ban these guys for me. And Nick was like, <laughs> yes. Uh, Alexandra says that you <laughs> are belong here with us and the family and that you help the family. Mm-hmm. You need to fill up my daughters <laughs> so I will ban whoever. Thank you. I'd also uh, take some some uh, fresh meat or something. I'm kind of hungry. Can I take your dinner? Alexandra says yes. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and actually, uh, the book that that Iliador wrote is called "The Mad Monk of Russia," which is where that term comes from. Oh. So he's the one who coined it. So that's probably like the first 
public book about Rasputin, and it's yeah, probably full it's of, like full of fucking. It came out in like nineteen eighteen, something like that. Wow. But uh, yeah, so that's where the Mad Monk comes from. Poor Herm. And uh, yeah, he tattles on him. That's how I wrote it out. I thought it was funny. That's what happened. He got some tattles on him. Yeah. Oh no. So we're coming up into uh, June of nineteen fourteen, and a prostitute named. Mm, I'm not gonna say this right. Kiana Ya Gusuva. Jazzy Brazown. And this is a weird thing to note, but she didn't have a nose. Uh, sorry? Yeah. yeah. So it's Russia, and it's pretty impoverished. And uh, so apparently when she was 13 years old, she, like, took some medicine because she was really sick. And something her, about her nose mm, fell off. Cause some people thought she might have had syphilis, which I guess your body might, like, rot or something. I don't even know. Mm. But either way, That's awful. there's not a whole lot of information on her Isn't that like, other uh, than. Like, it's so cold it falls off. Like possibly, but there's not a lot of information of why she doesn't have a nose. Really, the, all the information—I mean, it got brought up, and there's pictures of her, so you can actually see that she doesn't have a nose. But the reason why I'm bringing her up is Googling because, this. yeah, uh, she was a follower of um, Eliodor, the guy who wrote the book. Right later on, mm. she's a follower of that guy who just Rasputin just fucked over. Right, and she attempts to assassinate Rasputin. She walks up to him. She has a knife. I mean, he's kind of out and about. I think he was actually heading home. He's like, shit, it's Skeletor. Yeah. And she stabs him in the stomach Ooh. with a knife. Um, yells out, I've killed the Antichrist. <laughs> and then realizes that he's still alive. And he gets up to like run away. And so she's chasing him down until Rasputin finds like a shaft, like some kind of stick. And he turns around and smacks her in the head with it. Ugh. She falls down, goes to court. Shove it right into her nose holes. Oh, I don't know. Just into her skull. Oh, I don't know. Ugh. Oh yeah, it's she who must not be named. Yeah, sorry, because that's uh, no nose. Uh, yeah, yeah. Harry Potter reference. I'm gonna bring yeah, it. Up I don't love want, it. I don't want <sighs> Voldemort, which kind of sounds a little bit Russian now that I think about it. Yeah, Voldemort does sound Russian. Any kind of the character in the movie kind of looks Russian a little bit. Hmm. Where the fuck is his nose? Does that <laughs> come into anything ever? I don't know. I don't remember anything about it. The only thing I could think about was, that's an extra fuckhole. So you were happy about it? He, I'm fine with fucking his face. <laughs> he should not be happy presenting it. Maybe he's into it. No, that's true. I shouldn't judge. No. I actually prefer Voldemort over Harry Potter. Yeah. He's a better character. But she, so she goes to court, is deemed to be crazy. Um, yeah. She says that she acted alone, but was thought he was the Antichrist and thought she was doing everybody a favor. <laughs> However, Rasputin and the authorities are all like, she's a follower of Elidor, and also uh, I think he's trying to kill me. So It's also the same as everything. Like, oh, she's a hooker? Don't care. Yeah. But the wound was so bad in Rasputin's stomach that when people came and found him, his entrails were actually falling out, Ugh. and everyone was like, yep, he's a goner. Like, you're not coming back from this. You don't. So you're going to die. But... He fucking doesn't die. He goes to the hospital and stays there for seven weeks and he recovers. Prays for himself. Yeah. Fills himself up full of spells. So everyone's also like, man, this guy really is a mystic. Like, he should have died from that. Well, he's definitely just rubbing his semen all over his his guts. Yeah. And it's and it heals it. And they're like, there, we have this weird patient in room. Check out this guy. He's Dude, like, check this out. So he, he <laughs> whacks it for hours. And then you're not going to believe this, man. He's putting it all over like, his... I'm not even going to tell you. Just watch. Just watch what happens. It's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's whole lines of people like, just oh! see a, a nurse coming out just throwing up. 
He's doing it! <laughs> oh my god, dude. Don't do... Oh! <laughs> but yeah, he survives this. He has like forever like a, a, a stomach issue, obviously. Like he... <laughs> he like he's in pain, so he starts drinking a lot more. But while he's in the hospital, yeah. World War One is breaking out, mm. and Nicholas is trying to find out if he should enter or not, enter the war or not. And they have to. And uh, yeah, they're 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 allies. They're, con- they're contractually obligated to France. But Rasputin writes a letter to uh, Nicholas because he doesn't think he's like war is bad. Don't don't go get into this. This is I'm totally against this. Mm-hmm. But he he says it a little bit differently. Just orgies. He tells um, in a letter to uh, Nicholas, a terrible storm cloud lies over Russia. Disaster, grief, darkness, and no light. A whole ocean of tears. There is no counting them, and so much blood. <laughs> the disaster is great. The misery is infinite. Um, so he's trying to warn him not to. He's like, don't do this. However, yeah. They enter the war. They have to. Yeah. They have. Yeah, they have to. Fuck that monk. Yeah, this semen-filled guts. <laughs> and World War World War One's not good for Russia. They get their asses handed to them. Doesn't work out for anybody, yeah. really. I mean, they lost a recent war with the you know against Japan ten years ago. They're extremely impoverished. Uh, the Russian people hate their government and want revolution. They don't want to go to war. Yeah, they're also ill-equipped and have inept generals. Um, Russia, they just get slaughtered. Hundreds of thousands of people. Matter of fact, it gets up to over a million. Like 1.4 million Russians die in this war. It's not really it's like the most people in the war. And it's not really talked about. Yeah, in World War One and Two, I think they yeah, they have the most casualties in both wars. Yeah, and they just have people to throw at, and but not good equipment. It seemed like no, they're not very well organized. They just have space. Yeah. And they're angry because it's so fucking cold. Yeah, cold, and they hate their government. <laughs> Which I think is still the case. Yeah, it might be true. Yeah. yeah. Nicholas makes a huge mistake Emailless. of deciding, yeah, to make a. He, he decides he's going to head the Russian army, which is so stupid on so many levels. Because, one, he's. I don't think he's a military guy. Two, he could appoint somebody else, which would have been totally fine, but instead he's now given everybody a finger to point at when they do lose. Like, oh, it's that guy's fucking It's fault. our supreme leader. Like, There's no one sucked. else to point at. Yeah, you yeah. sucked at leading us in the war. Um, but also he leaves Rasputin behind <laughs> at the palace while he's off at war. And this is where God I think... damn it, Nicholas. This is so th- dumb. This is where I think Rasputin definitely <laughs> is doinking her. <laughs> doinking Alexandra. He sits in the, in the royal chair and is like... Come get some blessings. <laughs> the, the king's gone. Yeah, I'm the king now. And dude, it's funny. So Rasputin goes back to the palace after he's healed up. The czar is off to war. He's there with Alexander, who's in love with him, basically. And he starts firing people. Like he starts getting all of their. I mean, it's it's not even just advisors. It's like God he's dismissing it. government officials and police officials. Um, luckily, there is actually the secret Russian police who are still kind of around, and they're keeping tabs on him. Yeah, but he's definitely only hiring young, hot girls. And he's bringing on his own position. people. They're all like no one that shouldn't be in any of the positions. Yeah, this is a National Lampoon movie. Yeah. Everybody gets fired, and he just has a lineup of, of co-eds. And he's like, okay, wet t-shirt contest for who's in charge of the money. Who's in charge of agriculture? And, I am. Look at my tits. You are in charge of agriculture. You're in charge of feeding everybody. <laughs> Feed me. Yeah. Yep. So this is what happens in my mind. And the greatest part of it all is that Alexandra is just backing him up because she's like, 
Like anyone who comes in is like Rasputin's like what he's look what he's doing. He can't do this. And she's like, go away. He's the best. You don't know. And they, so right. she's helping dismiss people. Um, now this is where more arguments come on with historians. Here's what the idea is: either she is sleeping with him and they're doing their thing and having fun, yeah. Um, or they're not sleeping together and she thinks that Rasputin's really trying to help the country and do all these things. And so she's dismissing people and she doesn't even know about maybe his sexual exploits. But I doubt that. Yeah, I think she I think he's doing whether her. or not he's doinking her. I think she knows that he's doinking people, but she trusts him. Well, and here's where because he saved her son. I mean, there's not twice. There's not really any way to. Well, and there's a file that came out in gauge like that 1995. <clears throat> that's the from the Russian secret police. And they say that he's at least doinking some people. Like, they're keeping tabs on him. He's definitely going out to get prostitutes and stuff. Sure. And the historians don't believe that any of that's true think that it was all fabricated by the Russian police because mm. now you got people on the inside who are now trying to get rid of Rasputin. So, like, they, some of them just got dismissed from their position. But really, So they're like, that's part of that whole craziness going on right now. Yeah. It seems like the secret police wouldn't have the incentive to make shit up unless he was actually in charge. Right. And if he was a regular humble monk... He wouldn't have taken charge. Yeah. So, yeah, he was doinking her. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm on. People that. time. Yep, <laughs> people time. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1916, uh, the basic necessities um, of Russia, like food, um, oh, all like these food. things are extremely scarce. <laughs> yeah, like food, just, surviving stuff. Yeah, just the basics. Yeah, um, and they're on the edge of revolution. Uh, many even blame Rasputin uh, that the state of Russia's in, at least to some degree. They think he's... Mm. He's gotten inside and destroyed the Romanovs, and that's why they are where they're at. That's why the mm. that's why the Czar is out fighting while he's back running the show. God, he is running that fucking whole place <laughs> yeah. with his dirty dick. So a Russian a Russian aristocrat named Felix Yusupov plans to assassinate Rasputin. Um, he's very high up. As a matter of fact, he's actually set to inherit one of the largest um, fortunes in Russia. Hmm. So he's he's way up there, and he's known for being a huge partier and a drug user, and he might be a transvestite who's also gay, but he has a wife, so he's, he's just like all around having fun doing whatever he feels like. He's Russia, man. very rich. Mm-hmm. and I think their national uh, motto is vodka shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad motto. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big vodka guy, but... Not me neither. Clear liquors are for uh, women and soft men. Call paint me soft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I like some clear liquors. I don't know. Anyways, but Felix... <laughs> right. So Felix, I mean, if, if Rasputin's this kind of party guy, Felix is also kind of on the same page of being this party guy, so... Like, no... I'm the party guy. So, well, yeah, so he's, that's why he wants to do that's it. That's why he wants to kill <laughs> The fuck is this recipe guy? He's getting bigger than I am. What the, the hell? the only one. He's a peasant. I had an orgy the other night. 12 people showed up. That's it. That's it. You know how many used to come? 83. And you know where they all were? Rasputins. <laughs> the sex machine. So Felix, uh, he wants to, yeah, he wants to go tell Rasputin, like, I need to get healed. I hear you're a great healer. Mm. So he goes, meets Rasputin, Rasputin heals him. I don't even think he even had anything. I think it was just a lie. And then uh, Felix is like, you did it. You're amazing. And starts praising him to try mm. to kind of get his trust. So Felix, along with the Tsar's nephew and a couple other high-end political people in the Tsar's court, 
they decide they're gonna they're gonna poison Rasputin. Mm. So they tell Rasputin. Felix is like, dude, I've got a hot fucking wife. Her name is Irina. Dude, she's one of the most beautiful tells, women in Russia. He tells it to, res, to, to the Rasputin. And he's like, why don't you come over and have a little party with us? We'll drink. We'll have little, some fun. Little party, man. Yeah, and uh, let's just see what, where it goes, you right? Ever, you ever put your keys in a bowl? <laughs> yeah. Let's find out. Yeah. So Rasputin accepts this. He's like, yeah, okay, cool. Sweet. So they I go, like chicks. Yeah. That's how Rasputin talks. Yeah. <laughs> I heal you. I like chicks. Yeah. Yep. So Felix invites him over to his palace, which is called the uh, Moika Palace, mm. and uh, it's a huge palace too. Um, but they invite him to a party, and they say like, "Hey, let's go down to the basement because there's another party going on that Irina is in charge of." But they're all gonna be leaving soon, and then she'll come down, and then we'll start the real party. What up? And they play music upstairs. There's nobody upstairs. They're playing music and stuff to make it seem like so something's going on. Get wise of this? No. They take oh. him downstairs. They're like, relax, chill, man. It was great. Have this drink. Have yeah. this specific drink. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. So they poison not only the wine that he's going to be drinking, but also they're like, he's got a sweet tooth. We got a bunch of pastries. We'll load that up with just a shit ton of cyanide. Jesus. And you're gonna. And so they start. They put it in front of him on the table, and they're like, yeah, she'll be down soon. Don't worry. So he starts eating the pastries. And they're like, hell yeah, we got this bitch. You dumb Rasputin. And then he starts drinking the wine, and they wait for a while. He's like, this is awesome. <laughs> they wait for a little bit while longer. Where's the chicks? I don't feel good. And nothing happens. He doesn't die from the poison, so they're all like, what the hell? So they go and grab more cyanide and dump a ton of it in the wine. They're just like, just all of it. Put it all in there. I don't even care if we can taste it. I don't know. Can he taste it? Let's just put it all in there. Whatever. So they give him more wine, and he's like, okay, thanks. He takes all of it and they wait and they're like this this should have already taken effect like it's pretty quick acting like we should at least see him starting to convulse Cyanide, and stuff. yeah but it doesn't do anything and he's just sitting there like reading a, a magazine like <laughs> you guys read this <laughs> this article well they even ask him they're like how do you feel and he's like mm, i don't feel good and my uh my stomach burns i'm reading this article about these right brothers Really interesting stuff. It's giving me the runs, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Felix gets upset. He's like, this is bullshit. So he goes upstairs and grabs a gun. He's like, fuck, fuck this. this. <laughs> so he's taking too long. He comes back down, and he sees that Rasputin's been wearing this crucifix around his neck, and he's actually a little bit worried that maybe he might have holy or mystic power. So he, he tells Rasputin, he's like, let me take a look at your – let me take a look. That's really nice. Can I see that? And he has him take it off. He's like, that is really good. And then he pulls up the gun and shoots him, thinking that the cross? I took the cross off because it might be protecting him or something. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's stupid. People are so dumb. But he shoots him, and then they get all super joyous because they shoot him in the chest. We got him! Rasputin falls to the ground. They run upstairs. They're like running in circles, drinking, getting hammered. They're like, well, I can't believe it. We killed him. It's over. Yeah, we got rid of this. Sweet. And after some time of drinking, uh, Felix starts to kind of get a bad feeling. He's like, you know... Yeah, I gotta go check down on Rasputin. Like, we shot him, but let's go. So they go down. He goes we, downstairs. We didn't ever check his body. Let's go yeah, check him out. Didn't do anything. Jesus. So they go downstairs, and Russians. he finds that Rasputin's alive. He's still laying there, but he's alive. He's still reading that magazine. Like He's like, oh, man, so feels still kind of funny, but. Okay, so uh, um, they build the plane out of plywood. It looks like it's really cool. I don't feel good. <laughs> Did you shoot me earlier? <laughs> so Felix runs this upstairs. Is a weird orgy. 
because he's like, ah, I gotta go get the gun again. <laughs> so he runs upstairs and he's shit, 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 screaming shit, shit. out to everybody like, he's still alive, he's still alive. And he is so drunk that while he's screaming to everybody, he actually has to stop and throw up a bunch. Oh my God. And everyone else is like, wait, what? What's going on? He's like, <laughs> he's still alive. And Get my at, <laughs> while he's puking and trying to tell them that, Rasputin runs out the door and is running across the courtyard. So, they as he's finishing throwing up, and the other guys they all start chasing after him, and he gets you know quite a ways out, but they're able to shoot him two more times. Um, they fire away and, and shoot him, and he hits the ground. So they, yeah, like, so he's running away. Yeah, so they know they hit him because back then you know guns are probably not that great. Well, so when when they shot him two more times, you mean? Yeah, yeah. So when they shoot him two more times and he hits the ground. They actually run over to him, and they're so concerned that he can't die that they check him, and then they just start beating the shit out of him. So they start kicking and hitting him. Have you ever been so (laughs) drunk that you fuck up everything? Yeah. And you just start overreacting? Well, and and historians believe now – I'll get to this in a So they tie him up. Right. They bound him, and they're like, okay, we got to make sure this fucker dies. So they throw him into a nearby river, and, uh, and he drowns. When they pull his body out two days later, they're actually hoping no one's gonna find his body. They thought he was gonna hopefully go out to sea. Yeah. But they pull his, they find his body and pull it out, and they find out that he was still alive when they threw him into the sea because he had gotten some of his bounds undone, but he wasn't able to do it fast enough to actually stop from drowning. Sure. So he actually got like a hand free and was starting to get the other one, but he drowned. So wow. even after all that, but. This is where all of this huge mystery comes from about, like, Rasputin couldn't be killed, and, like, look how many times it took to kill him. Yeah. Uh, they poisoned him. They stab- you know, he was stabbed. They shot him a bunch. They beat the shit out of him, and then they had to finally drown him. But historians now, it's pretty funny listening to what they think. Mm. So Felix, they talk about how he was a partier and, and drank a lot and all this stuff. They also just think that him and these other guys were just a bunch of idiots. That's what it sounds like. What they think has happened is when they went to go poison him with cyanide, that it was old. Like, it wasn't going to do anything. Like it, was, like, it was expired two years ago, and they were like, no, it'll work. Yeah, like, you can drink cyanide. It, it goes bad. You can drink it, and it'll make you sick, but it won't kill you. Hmm. And they think that was the first step where everyone was like, oh, he was able to survive this. And they're like, yeah, it's probably they were they didn't know what they were doing. They probably never killed anyone like this before. Yeah. And uh, the second part is that when they shot him, they thought it was immediately they just thought it was um, fatal. But he might have they might have just been like a flesh wound or something like shot him in the shoulder, shot him in the chest or they yeah. thought so. And then he fell over and then he just lay there like, oh, this, you know, this doesn't feel good. And then. When he runs out and they shoot him two more times, they don't know if he got any fatal shots. They might have shot him in the leg and the yeah, fucking yeah, hip, you know? That's why they started beating the hell out of him and then tied <laughs> him up and threw him in the ocean or into the Fuck. river. Because, yeah, I've, I've always heard that. It, yeah, he wouldn't die. But the context of they were fucking wasted yeah. and idiots. Yeah. They yeah. were hammered, probably on other drugs. Yeah, that has happened in real life. Especially after celebrating that when they thought that they killed him, they were like, let's do more drugs oh, yeah, and shit like yeah. this is awesome they're up there and they turn on the mariachi music and <laughs> yeah we did it but yeah so i mean overall in his life he did survive some fatal wounds like that stab wound was pretty bad earlier yeah in, pretty in cool he, he didn't have time to jerk off on his uh gunshot wounds or he would have lived forever yeah historians also argue of whether or not any of that even happened so felix is the one who wrote down all of the information of 
how he killed Rasputin. Oh. And so what happened in his story is he explains all this kind of stuff, but historians are like, either A, they just shot him in the head and threw him into the river, you know, they mm-hmm. bound him, and that was it. And he exaggerated to make it sound like, I killed this powerful wizard. He kept uh, he kept coming back, but I'm so good that I was able to murder him eventually. No one could kill this sorcerer but me. Yeah. Many people tried to make attempts on his life, and I'm the one who did it. And, and it was still hard, but look how good I am. I, yeah. I made through, you know, made it go through. I drowned him like a hero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And some people think that, uh, you know, that stuff all happened. Um, basically how he wrote it, but it sounds he's just realistic an to me. idiot that didn't yeah. check when they were trying to kill him or didn't check the cyanide. And so. then the next morning when he was like, how do I frame this story without looking like a jackass? It's like, oh, that's right, he's a wizard. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> this works out well. I'm going to get laid so much. So all the mystery about how he's able to survive all this stuff is probably just really not only exaggerated, but... Uh, after it comes out, and then everybody wants to tell the sexy stories of how yeah. Rasputin couldn't die, and and they blew it up to be a lot more than it really was. You know, I mean, other than, uh, like you were saying, the potential kid fucking, I feel bad for Rasputin. <laughs> he was just in a shitty situation, because being born in Russia sucks. Yeah. And uh, he figured it out. Yeah, I mean, he went from rags to riches. Right? How do you trick everybody into letting him fuck him? <laughs> he was better than anybody. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> better than Felix. <laughs> Felix was just mad about it. Yeah. A few days before Rasputin is assassinated, mm-hmm. Rasputin did send out a telegram um, giving a warning and a prophecy to Nicholas II, who was still on the battlefronts. Losing. And he's, yeah, losing. And uh, he states in his letter to him, he says, If you hear the sound of the bells, I am dead. If I'm killed by my brothers, the Russian peasants, you have nothing to fear. But if it is your elections that have brought upon my death that none of your family will, will remain alive mm. for more than two years. They will all be killed by the Russian people, um, which is fun because <laughs> Rasputin was killed by the members of the Tsar's court, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and in March 1917, the Russian bread riots brought the Tsar back from the battlefront back to his hometown. To He was trying to go and, and solve some of the issues from the bread riots. Uh, and at this time, the Bolsheviks take over and capture the royal family and line them up and shoot them all. So yeah. that, that happened 18 months after Rasputin's death. So he essentially predicted Are that— Are we being too modern cynicals here? How so? The motherfucker did cure a kid twice and then predicted everything that happened after that. I don't think he cured anything. I think he was in the hey, right place at the right time. We got theories, but it <laughs> happened. You tell me, man. And his predictions were also seen pretty magic. No. Hey, I don't know. I thought about going about this the way of trying to make it sound like how a lot of Russians believed at the time frame of his magic, but I'm gonna do it the historical way, of course. It's it is the case. Yeah. Yeah. I just like to get up my own ass. It's fun. It's fun. I think that every time he ejaculated, um, there was ghosts in his semen, and they told him things. Yeah. As it as it as it came out into a uh, a peasant hooker, the semen would go. You're gonna die in two months. Yeah. He's like, I better absorb that. Yeah. And then he fucked eight more that night, and uh, that's what I'm taking away from it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one last <laughs> little thing about it with Rasputin's crazy life and how much is argued about it. Okay. 2016. Whoa. A 
Russian documentary came out, and uh, it's only in Russian. Um, they haven't translated to anything else, and it was widely accepted in Russia, according to what I was finding. Mm-hmm. And in this documentary, it said that uh, um, it gives a light of Rasputin in a completely different way, saying that he was a, he was a holy man. He was helping the family. He was never doing any of this stuff. Oh, uh, the whole pious argument. Yeah, okay. and it supposedly has a lot of strong evidence, and so much so that I guess most Russians believe this now over anything else. Mm. However, when I was doing what I could, because I couldn't watch the movie, it's in Russian, um, I was able to look up a lot of reviews, and including the person who I think made the movie uh, talks about it, and that's in English, and I don't buy into any of it. And the reason why <laughs> is the person, first of all, the person who did the movie, they do it as if Rasputin was actually doing like holy miracles. Actual miracles. Yeah. Like, yeah. like not that that's what they believed at the time. He's like, he was a man of God and he was doing God's work yeah, who, and he did miracles. Who produced this documentary? It sounds like the church. I don't know. But it was some fake shit. But they're trying to give the idea that Rasputin has been like hugely slandered and that's what everybody believes rather than that he was just a religious figure who made his way up into the ranks and was trying to help the family, and that was it. Uh, I completely disagree with all of it, especially because a yeah. lot of this stuff comes up. I mean, I'm sure that the truth is somewhere in there, some gray. I bet he was pious in that. Yeah, he did believe in the church because it got him laid. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably... I bet he did have the Bible memorized, and he could quote it. Yeah. Oh, I definitely think so, but yeah. he was using it to his advantage of what yeah. he wanted. Yeah. Doesn't mean he wasn't ripping the pages out to wrap around to use as an impromptu condom. Yeah. He was. <laughs> I have to say, out of all That's the people that is. I've had to do on research, this one has had to be one of more difficult ones just because of how much... like You can get into the Tsar's life, right? You can get into the mm. royal family and follow a lot of what they were doing this time, and it's fairly accurate. There's some debate on some stuff. Yeah. But then you have this figure who is around those same people, and historians argue a ton about it. So... That's so funny. It's, I'd have to follow so one odd. path and then follow another path and follow another and try to kind of... So this was a choose-your-own-people time. Yeah. So you you get to choose after all this what you believe. Hopefully, I mean, I'm a bit biased on what I think, so I'm sure some of that yeah. comes out. I mean, we're cynical and perverts, so it's obvious what we're going to side on. But I also know what other people are like, too, and other people are selfish assholes who... You know what real life is. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no way that he wasn't giving it to people. Yeah. Also, that's what I want the world to be. I want crazy monks to be fucking people. Yeah, mad not, monk. Not kids, but the the queen, all day. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I got just a last little little couple of fun facts. If you want to hear them, I love fun facts. Get down, Tom. <laughs> down, Tom Cruise. He's on the furniture. Yeah. Down. With his shoes on. Yeah, with his fucking shoes on. Hmm. At least take your shoes off. He has no. Scientology does not teach him, like... Oh, we have to do L. Ron Hubbard so bad. We I do. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, here's the last little couple fun facts. So, one, um, MGM made a movie about Rasputin pretty early on. I want to say it was like in the 30s or 40s. Oh, wow. 30s, yeah. And uh, it depicts um, not only the death of him by Felix, right. but also shows, I guess, a scene of... Rasputin and Felix's wife, like getting, it, you know, they're doing some stuff, and so Felix and his wife sue MGM. Oh, because they're still alive. They're still alive. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird because it's like it seems like it's such a long time, you know, distance. But I, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they sue him, and so they had to put up the little thing on the screen that says a little before the title, you know, 
at the beginning of the film, uh, any characters or likeliness and uh, resemblance in real life is purely coincidental. Blah blah blah. Yeah, he totally gave it to her. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's why. That's why he shot him several times. And a lot of the information that I got that's from that says that he was doing all these sex acts and stuff. A lot of it comes from this file that was released in 1995 from the Russian secret police. Yeah. So they they already thought that. I mean, because the revolution really fucked up everything when well, it came just to history. Like, they wait a hundred years to release their secret shit. Well, so that's the thing is, all this happened during the time frame when Russia is like in super turmoil and then gets overthrown and mm. everything gets lost and everything gets there's problems. There's uh. a World War One happen and you're just having a ton of things all happen at once. Where, yeah, the information kind of gets whatever. And once yeah. the Tsars were overthrown, nobody really cares to. And that's true, and communism is anti-religious, so they just didn't, I'm sure they didn't even want to fucking talk about that shit. And there was rumors that this thing was, like, the Russian file was around, and people might have seen some parts of it, but I guess in, like, 1995, someone got, like, a huge chunk of it and was like, okay, this is from the Russian secret police at that time frame, and it actually went on auction and sold for, I don't remember how much, like, thousands of thousands of dollars, and someone bought it, they worked with a team translating it and getting it set up to... Mm -hmm put it all together so a lot of stuff that comes from his sexcapades and shit sex pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh so a lot of it was the rumors and stuff but this kind of helps solidify it and now some historians say that the ones who don't believe in the sexcapades are the idiots no they're the ones who are like yeah i think all that's fabricated too so the, the secret police shit yeah they think that the secret police was trying to overthrow Rasputin and was trying to build a, a fake case essentially to give to the well, Tsar historians can't get conspiratorial and that's kind of what I'm at I'm like yeah, yeah but you can't prove that that's what they were doing so now you, now we have evidence of something so really we're all speculating and you kind of have to decide what what does human nature tell you yeah what do you think happened yeah how many pious people have you met are actually pious and aren't just gigantic assholes shitheads yeah yeah none not to say that they're all orgy people (laughs) well sure but they would be if they got (laughs) if they got the opportunity yeah they would and the last thing i have for fun fact is rasputin he's the one who actually gave himself the name oh yeah because remember he wasn't born that way he gave himself gregory yeah gregory yeah he uh he gave himself the name slightly after the first monastery he was at. And the name, people debate even about this. Um, at first, everyone said that it was a, uh, a literal translation of debauchery. Uh, so. Is that, I mean, is that the. A person who gives. Is that true? Like, if we look into Russian, Rasputin is what they say when they say debauchery? I don't know, because I don't know if he's just made up the word. And then, like. Yeah. They got synonymous with that eventually. Or they're like, my name's Rasputin. And they're like, what does that mean? He's like, debauchery. <laughs> yeah, debauchery. Like, you yeah. are lame. So, yeah, given excessive indulgence to sensual pleasures. It's like that kid in uh, in junior high who calls himself Edge. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, call me Edge. Yeah. Okay. Edge. Why? <laughs> call me Swastwasta. Yeah. What, what does Swastwasta mean? It means dragon fire. Like, yeah. You're not getting laid in a long time, friend. And then Rasputin did, though. But when your name is debauchery, <laughs> you got to figure it out. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, maybe not exactly debauchery, debauchery, but it's licentious. Licentious? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Licentious, which is the, sen- it's the same thing. It just means sexy. Yeah. Lots of sex. Um, 
there's another one that people think that he the name Rasputin means the mm. joining of two rivers. And that sounds sexy too, though. <laughs> as it says, so that break that breaks off. Some people are like, yeah, that's fine too. That was him getting his orthodox style and his mystic orgy style hey, merging together. There you go. And other people are like, no, that's supposed to be him merging everybody with his religious views. No, he's like merging he's bringing genitals. everybody together. He's yeah, merging genitals, guys. So there you go. Come on, Rasputin. What an odd, odd character. And even even the things that you've said that are disputed, uh, every timeline is odd. Yeah, it's all odd. Yeah, this is not a regular fucking. Uh, this is this is definitely a people time guy. Yeah, weird, weird as shit. Weird. Well, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it was a good episode for so. you to listen to. Oh, hopefully, it wasn't too crazy and too much going yeah. all over the place. No, we we gave you uh, the truth, and the truth is that it's disputed. But here's what everybody's thinking. Yeah, and the truth is, yeah, he fucked those uh, he fucked those ladies. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think on Facebook. Leave us a comment if you like the episode. If you want to hear more about something, we'll we'll follow up. Mm-hmm. You can always leave us an email too at uh, peopletimepodcast at gmail dot com. That's a good ring to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're the only people at that Gmail account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's only one email in there right now that I've thoroughly read, and we I could use some more reading material. Yeah. I'm out of stuff to read. In fact, uh, recommend us to your grandparents. Show them how to give us a rating, and then have them send me an email about their thoughts on, um, I don't know, venereal diseases, Nixon, uh, the Nixon. moon landing, underground mole people, all and, that shit. Yeah. Or Tom Cruise. If you want to give a shout-out to Tom Cruise, currently, yes, I am taking care of him. Um, <laughs> he doesn't speak words well, but we'll try and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, mostly he just garbles. Well, thanks, dabblers. Thanks, dabblers. <laughs> I I actually really enjoyed that. Good. It was cold and scary and sad and sexy and mysticky and mysticky. <laughs> yeah, mysticky. Mystic and it's sticky, mysticky. Mysticky. <laughs> the icky mysticky. Yeah, mysticky dick. That's what I think about it. That's a good word. This should be yeah. That's that's when you have Rasputin mystic is when you have the mysticky. Yeah, it is his mystickiness. His <laughs> mysticky dick. That's what he was really selling to people. That's the, he's going to show you his doctrine. Uh, icky mysticky. It's a people time word. Yeah. People time. <laughs> hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch. Down, Tom Cruise.